93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, Kathy, still out. I'll handle the duties. Today is Friday, January 7th, as we covered extensively in the traffic there. Yes, obviously, snow falling in the Delaware Valley. And there are some uh, emergency conditions that have been issued as well. And obviously, the commute is going to be difficult as plows are out. Crews are clearing the best that they can. The period of the steadiest snow began around 1 a.m. Continues. It will end between 6 and 9 a.m. Parts of the region could see between 4 to 6 inches of snow. In Philadelphia, some streets were pre-treated. Officials said 100 trucks have been uh, deployed throughout the city with 45,000 tons of salt on deck. And officials want to remind drivers to leave ample room between vehicles, especially if it's a salt truck. Both the Pennsylvania and New Jersey Departments of Transportation announced plans to restrict commercial vehicles on interstates across the region. Yeah, It, it was uh, it was hairy where, where, uh, in my region this morning. Steve, I told you were a couple inches. There had to have been at least four inches of snow. Okay. And, uh, uh, you know, at, at the hour that we get out, you know, I, I experienced completely untouched roads, but then got onto the northeast extension, got behind one of those plow trains. Right. Yeah. Thirty miles an hour all the way in. I was I was a good half hour late later than I normally arrive. Yeah. And then I got behind another plow train on the blue route and you just gotta you just gotta hang back. You don't so, have the option to pass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so uh, and and uh, I did notice, you know, there's always some people out there that think that they can get right up on it and just don't. You no, know, you, yeah. you you need to keep the distance. I did slip and slide. I was driving Jeep this morning and still, you know, all over the place. So yeah. it's 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 a nasty little snowstorm. Yeah, well, uh, uh, Mount Airy has about uh, two inches. So where I was leaving from this morning, it's a, it's a light, it's a light pat powder. But um, yeah, it, 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 take your time again. Yeah. And I saw, listen, even if you have a Jeep, if you have a good vehicle that's good in the snow, that's great. But um, the, the the trick is is to slow down. Yeah. I mean, I, I left earlier than I normally do this morning. But I did. I, I, I never underestimate driving in this stuff. But I, I kind of underestimated how much and how slippery and everything was going to be. And I, I fishtailed a few times on my way in this morning. Uh, one in particular, I was like, oh, oh, this can go uh, south right. real quick. <laughs> yeah. Right. When I did arrive at work, the crews hadn't had a chance to clear out the parking lot. So we, guess, guess what, what I got yeah. to do? Oh, really? Oh, is that right? Did you do? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I did some donuts out in the parking lot. Dude, I should have. <laughs> I never, I never think to do that. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I'm like I'm this is, you, you very rarely get to do it. It's fun. It was a lot of fun. It's that kind of a Friday. It is. That's yeah. the only reason to go into work today. Uh, go in early so you can guess what I get to do. Donuts in the parking lot. Um so obviously there are some uh school issues and you may want to check if uh if you're gonna have virtual learning today and so on. I know that uh, Philadelphia uh, school public schools uh, will shift to virtual learning today. So it's it's kinda weird when you when you have virtual learning and then a snow day on the virtual learning, right? right. Yeah. That, that yeah. can occur, right? Well, yeah, that's what my, my son has. Uh, they just went virtual today. Although it's funny because there are actors after school activities and those are on. So he will be going back to school <laughs> for the well, after school activities because by the afternoon it should be okay. It's like cutting to dessert. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. timing wise, yeah, that's that's what sucks about this particular storm. Yeah. Is it's it's hitting the brunt of it's hitting right when you're on the morning. Yeah. 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 And again, like uh when they canceled school for all of my kids yesterday, I was like, You guys are overreacting a little bit. And then I got out this morning, I'm like, Oh no, no. Listen, yeah. you know, it's, it's legit. Yeah. And if you have the option to, why not? Hey, Steve, yeah. it is a Friday. 
you think maybe you could close a bunch of businesses? Ooh. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave that to the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Mm. All right, so obviously take it easy. Uh, be careful and if you get behind those crews uh, just and, and other vehicles around, just kind of keep uh, keep your distance and, and hang in there till it's all cleared out. Uh, in other news, investigators are looking into the possibility that a five-year-old child who was playing with a lighter set a Christmas tree on fire, oh, sparking the blaze. It killed 12 people in in a Philadelphia row home. Uh, six ABC news sources uh, said that, according to them, the revelation was included in a search warrant application as city and federal investigators sought to determine the cause of the city's deadliest single blaze in more than a century, which, of course, took the lives of two sisters, several of their children, and others early on Wednesday morning. I was, I was surprised they had to issue a search warrant. You would think that's a normal protocol to go investigate, Right. Yeah, but I guess it's still someone's property, oh, and, okay. and the official yeah. uh, paperwork has to be, uh, you know, submitted, and th- so therefore they got news of it, and that maybe uh, indicates that they were looking at this particular thing. Fire officials provided a few details at an afternoon news briefing, declining to say how many people escaped the blaze or speculate on a possible cause, adding the fire scene was complex. Uh, officials also did not say where the fire began, calling it part of their investigation. Uh, the fire department previously said... None of the four smoke alarms in the building appeared to have been working, but Housing Authority officials said Thursday the building actually had 13 tamper-resistant 10-year detectors in the units, all of which were operational during the last inspection of May of 2021. So obviously it's going to be a big part of this investigation, too. Yeah. Uh, the fact that a uh, you know a child playing with a lighter is potential uh, yeah. you know not confirmed but expected. Well, I find it hard. Uh, you know, all lighters are like child-resistant. And five-year-olds do not have the hand and arm strength to really. I don't. I don't. Are they designed to be child resistant? They are. They uh, are. Not all of them. Yeah. No. 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 It depends on what kind of no, lighter. I, no. You like, know. Like, like right. a big lighter, where you simply just flip open the top and you put your thumb on a sensor. And no, it you're up. right. Because I'm talking like Bic lighters. The Bic lighters are yep. really child resistant. But then you have like the click You've ones. Got Zippo lighters. You got. There's all kinds. Nah, of you're lighters, right. So. You're right. Uh, the Philadelphia School District said counseling and support services were available for students and staff grieving this unimaginable loss. Mm-hmm. City Emergencies Management Office opened up a support center for friends and relatives at elementary school uh, that one of the victims attended. At least two people were hospitalized and some others managed to escape from the building. The Pennsylvania Department of Health is investigating a hepatitis A outbreak. Oh, boy. Connected to a Montgomery County restaurant that may have caught, may have resulted in a death. Oh, and my God. Public advice. Advisory sent from the state health department on Wednesday said there have been eight laboratory confirmed hepatitis A virus infections associated with an Italian restaurant in Montgomery County. The health department says that they were able to obtain information from seven of the eight cases. Officials say those affected have been hospitalized. One death is under investigation, and Montgomery County health officials are not identifying the restaurant. Huh. Uh, the county says the Montgomery County Office of Public Health is not naming the restaurant because. They are confident there is minimal risk of ongoing spread or transmission. I remember when this, I think it was hepatitis about a year ago. There was a restaurant, remember, that uh, a lot of people had gone to. And, and, and it was a Starbucks in New Jersey. Was that it? Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that was uh, not that long. It was in November, actually. Nope. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, so, there's, there's my perception of time. Um, signs and symptoms of hepatitis can include the following. Fever, fatigue, loss of appetite, nausea, vomiting, abdominal discomfort, dark urine, clay-colored bowel movement. All right. I know it's bad, but I would love to see clay-colored. <laughs> like, like, like which color of clay? Well, I know. Is it about gray? Gray? Earthy brown. I, oh, was, oh, I, I would assume. Right. 
right? Yeah, like natural clay. Not like Play-Doh. Le- yeah, oh, yeah that was like, like king <laughs> sculpting clay. It could be any color it you really wanted to be. It really could be. Like, could you put that one of those little like play, Play-Doh Fun Factory things over okay. your butt? <laughs> what is the weirdest color poop? You've ever had well. Uh, the most alarming <clears throat> was a uh, was red, right? Uh, yeah, green. Mm-hmm. I, because after you eat a uh, like or spinach? drink a uh, no, oh oh, oh. I thought you were saying, saying eat spinach. No no no, like a green colored poop. Yes, Don't. after you eat blue ices, uh, like a blue water you get ice. Blue poop? Really? Yeah, you get like green greeny poops. Don't babies okay. get very interesting color poop? Oh yeah, yeah because yeah. of all the uh, the the baby food. Yeah, and and their system is still. Getting developing. up to speed, I guess. Did so. you miss those days when you yeah. could reduce the colors of the rainbow? I had one, and and by the way, this is the news segment that we're doing now. <laughs> I went to when we went to see the first visit we took to uh, Ireland, yeah, uh, yeah. Guinness, uh, and I drank nothing but Guinness that whole week. <laughs> right, yeah. Guinness, 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 and I mean like tar black, black poop. <laughs> yeah, certain yep. beers will do <laughs> yes. that too. Yeah, and that that's <laughs> alarming. <laughs> do you think if you were to put together the proper meal that you could do a Roy G. Biv kind of thing? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, yeah. It would have to be over a week. Yeah, I don't think yeah, one yeah, meal yeah. would do it, but but you could do a uh, a variety of colors each day. That was my poop. Alright, so also besides the clay colored bowel movement. Back to the news. <laughs> joint pain and jaundice, uh, which is a of course, oh, the yellowing of the scanner eyes. It's that's the John man. Yeah. Uh, and what man? Where did that one last story? Oh, I have it. I have it here. I have one last story. This is what we call in the news business a kicker. Yeah. Uh, the 2022 Pennsylvania Farm Show is unveiled. Its latest. Butter sculpture. Oh, nice. Yes. And actually, it's incredible. Well, they yeah. did an incredible one last year. Yeah. So carved from a half ton of butter, this year's sculpture highlights uh, the theme of harvesting more, which is the uh, the theme of the uh, Pennsylvania Farm Show. And uh, sponsored by the American Dairy Association Northeast, it features urban and rural agriculturalists coming together by toasting glasses of milk. And according to a press release, the sculpture highlights that there is strength in diversity and unity and that Pennsylvania agriculture is present all across the Commonwealth on rural acres and in vacant city lots. And it's all essential to ensuring the availability and accessibility of food for all. So we're looking at it. It is impressive. I wonder. uh, So obviously that butter is applied to some sort of structure underneath, correct? There's no way that that is entirely 100 percent butter we've, we've talked about this before they're local the sculptors it's uh they're amazing yeah it's a husband and wife uh jim jim and marie uh yes. jim victor and marie pelton yes and uh i'd love to chat with them sometimes too, yeah because i have those curious uh questions as well because they have actual freestanding people yeah. right. rendered in butter and the temperature obviously is really important you can't right. let it melt but also so that's, in a, that's in a refrigerated room yeah. right right yeah. but when you're talking about if there's structurally you know is it too heavy that's my question. You know, it doesn't well, even matter because, how cold it is. Well, because um, like things like cakes, when they do those really elaborate cakes, there's like rods and yes. things yeah. they put yeah. inside there to hold those things together. <laughs> I didn't realize how important that stuff was until we tried to uh, we tried to we had a pole and we were putting donuts on the pole to see how many yes. donuts we could stack on how, top of how each they other. Compact, right? And I couldn't believe how much donuts weighed down on one another. The original yeah. Mercury rocket was supposed to be made of donuts. Yes. And then they realized structurally it was yes. not going to work. The engineers, yeah. at first they went with the uh, the American Culinary Institute <laughs> and they realized we made a mistake. Yes. Is that NASA still around? Yeah. Right. Uh, this, this was a... 
Bit of an oversight, gentlemen. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sculptors Jim and Victor Marie uh, Pelton began work in mid-December to craft the work of art from butter donated by Land Lakes. And uh, Victor and Pelton specialize in making sculptures out of edible materials. And both said that they were thrilled to be back at the Farm Shell Complex in person after last year's virtual event. Yeah, we should get them on, Nick. I would love to talk to those guys. Almost, if there's anybody out there that works in the medium of colored poop. I don't yes. Know. Yes. yes. All right. Yes. Either or. Uh, so the 2022 sculpture uses more than a thousand pounds of butter, not suited for consumption. Oh, so well, does, there you go. It doesn't go to waste. Okay. Uh, it would require 21,200 pounds of milk to produce that amount of butter, the equivalent of one day's work for 353 cows. So the butter is used uh, for the sculpture, and it will be recycled into energy at the Rhineford Farm in Juniata County after the show ends. Cool. So that's nice. What they do. All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> Uh, the Flyers lost, uh, and they lost pretty big to the Penguins. The f- is Six to two in South Philly. Penguins have now won ten straight games, and that's for the sixth time in their franchise history, getting two goals each from Brian Rust and uh, Jake Gensel. And it's uh, they they took the Flyers out. The Flyers are ravaged with injuries and have even more players in the COVID-19 protocol. Uh, they had six players in the protocol, including top point scorer and team captain Claude Giroux, uh, defenseman Ivan Provorov, and forward Travis Konechny. Uh, the Flyers are at home again tomorrow night, and they're going to take on the San Jose Sharks. Puck, puck will drop at 7. Sixers are also at home tonight. They'll host the San Antonio Spurs, and the Sixers have won five games in a row, which will improve to fifth place in the Eastern Conference. Spurs are in 10th out west with a record of 15 and 22. Tip-off is at 7. And finally, the Eagles have their final regular season game tomorrow night. They'll play and host Dallas in the season finale. The Eagles will definitely be in the playoffs next weekend, uh, but won't know what their wild card seed is or who they'll be playing until this weekend's games are finished. Kickoff at the link is at 8.15. And there you go. Ah. Sports and news for the week, friends. Yes, it's been a hell of a week. And uh, we're shorthanded today. The ladies are out. As you called it, was it one of you said it was a sausage party today? That's what I said. It is, yeah. Married sausages. Yes. sausages. We're happy. Who said you'd bring me sausages? <laughs> I don't see no sausages. So we, I want no. sausages. Yeah. Sausages are good. Sausages are good. We are all sausages. I want sausages. I want sausages. Okay. So you will get your sausages this yeah, morning. We're, we're delivering. We're just the fellas. So uh, yo, ever heard of jerk me? <laughs> <laughs> yo. Uh, so <laughs> Nick will be handling the the traffic, and Nick has been thrown to the wolves because it's going to be ugly <laughs> yeah. today, man. Snow day. It'll yeah. Be fun. Yeah. So uh, we do have some other things going on. Uh, we'll have uh, comedian Greg uh, Barrent uh, Berend on this morning. He's at a healing comedy club. He's the she's he's, she's he's just good lord. He's just not that into you yes. guys. Uh, so we'll spend some time with Greg later on the 8 o'clock hour and a rescheduled interview with Daryl McDaniels of Run DMC fans. Awesome. He's a great guy, great interview, and we'll talk to him in the 9 o'clock hour. So we got a bunch 
going on today. Let's go ahead and take a quick break and come back in a moment, and we will get to the stupid question and the entertainment report. A lot of baby news that I yes. pass along to you, so we'll come back with all of that in a sec. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Well, check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on MMR's mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look. A week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash? Try this. Get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, we're going to ask a stupid question this morning. We're going to give away a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest, which is going to be at the PA Convention Center's 15th through the 23rd. Question I have for you this morning. Easy one. What city is signified by the D stamped on some U.S. coins? Mm-hmm. Oh. 215-263-WMMR. That is our number. Call right now. What city is signified by the D stamped on some U.S. coins? We'll go through some birthdays while we're waiting for your answer. Today is Friday, January 7th. Lauren Cohen, the actress from Walking Dead, plays Maggie. Uh, yes. She turns uh, 40 years old today. She's great. Um, she is. And you know what's interesting about her? Well, a couple of interesting things. Uh, she's from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. She was born there. Nick was uh, just told me about that. Looked that up. I, like, I thought she was British. I think she, yes, she she is. I, I, I She has a British accent. Right? Right? So right? Maybe she is that not. how they sound in Jersey? Maybe she, you know what? I haven't been to Cherry Hill in a while. Maybe you're the British facing side. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I haven't, um, uh, maybe she was born there and moved at a young age. I think that's the story. It has I don't to really be. Know. Not unless it's the world's most convincing affectation. Here's the thing about her. her. So I watched uh, Walking Dead and always thought, well, she's cute. You yeah. know? Uh, but then again, I saw her in her not dirtied up, disgusting, right. you know, Walking yeah. Dead persona because they, they make everybody look grungy on that right, show. Right, right. She is stunningly she beautiful. Is. She actually had, she left Walking Dead for a brief period because there was a show where she was like a femme fatale spy. Okay. And uh, that and did, and she came back. Okay, she's uh, forty years old today. So she's got a uh, American father and a British mother. There you ah. go. It's always a British mother. Uh, Nicholas Cage also turns a year older today. Uh, Nicholas Cage is fifty-eight years old. You probably have some news about him, right? Yeah, I do coming up here in just a moment. So we will get to that yeah. in a little bit. Uh, David Caruso of CSI Miami, yeah, uh, turns sixty-six years old today. So he had um, he he's been in a lot of great stuff, and he had this room. Or this this reputation he developed early on that he was difficult to work with, and I think he worked actively to get past that. Right, and so now he seems to be doing okay. But the whole stinger line, oh yeah, yeah. That, that he does, and then you know, yeah, that'll turn your poop blue. R- right, exactly. <laughs> and it's bye Miami style. <laughs> it's so bad. You don't spend a thousand dollars on clothes that you're never going to wear. Not Miami. It's been ten years since the Florida ship got pirated. Till now. You know, you know where they parody that great is in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, it's great. Yeah. And it's uh, one of the Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, yeah, I yeah. think. And he's like, you know, well, it looks like he's going to be in prison. He's going to be somebody's bitch. <laughs> and then, but what kills me about those is in each and every one of those little segments, and, and you can watch the montages on yeah. YouTube, is he puts those stupid sunglasses on <laughs> uh-huh. 
right as he's about to say the kicker line. And if you, it, oh, it's terrible. If you were one of the officers standing alongside, wouldn't you go? You got to be kidding! Me. You get knock it off. Yeah, right. Cut right. the crap. So he is uh, sixty-six. <laughs> Does today. he take the sunglasses off sometimes? Yeah. Or is it always putting them so. on? I think he puts them on. I don't know. He but. takes one part. They're actually in half, and he <laughs> yeah. takes. Yeah. They're those, you know, the ones that snap apart. They snap in the yeah. middle, yes. and he'll just take one off. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be the best. That'd be so awesome. Wouldn't that be great if there was a character who had a sunglass monocle? Yeah. Like that was just sure. your one eye is 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 shaded. All right, well, I anyway. tried to get the uh, the uh, Matrix clip on shades. Yeah. yeah, you can't. They're useless. They don't work. They don't work. All right, so anyhow, he is uh, 66, like I said. Katie Couric's birthday today. She's a year younger than David Caruso at 65 years old. Rumor is that her legs were insured for a while. Really? Katie Couric. Okay. okay. She's short, though. Usually that's tall people that do that. Who knows? It's probably a lie. Uh, Jan Wenner, the founder and publisher of Rolling Stone magazine, is three quarters of a century old today, 75. It's funny because he he, he created the, the cool magazine, which now... He's kind of reviled by a lot of musicians mm. who think that uh, politics has played too much into who gets into the uh, rock and yeah. roll fame. Yep, yep. And they, they, you know, they just they they end up overlooking some really like, uh, viable artists. Obvious, yeah. yeah. So uh, anyhow, he's seventy five today. Uh, like this, Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins. Kenny Loggins is a viable artist. I think he's, uh, you know, you know a, a few of his big hits, but the guy's a great singer, man. He always and goes back to the, the Loggins and Messina stuff. We were playing, were we playing Danny's song? Oh my god! Yeah. Oh man! All right, it's a beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. Uh, so he turns uh, seventy-four. Are you actually are you looking for Danny's song? It'd be hard yeah. to dance to this at the end of Footloose, Danny's song. Uh, it would be, but it would be tender and beautiful. <laughs> uh, he's seventy-four. We'll do you think back. Danny's song is? Labeled Danny's song, or do you think it's under Kenny Loggins? I think it's probably under Kenny Loggins, but mm. that's just me. No, you're up. Oh, nope, there it is. It's right. under Danny's song. Oh, it is. Yes, okay. it is. All right. Well, let's hear a little bit of that. Even though we ain't got money, so good. I'm so in love with money, and everything will bring a change. Love. In the right setting, this can make me tear up. Oh my God! Yeah. Crying right now. Bring a tear of joy to my eyes and tell me everything's gonna be alright. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I talk to you about the final? I don't think that's the one that should end up on the album. Uh, I would love to talk to him someday. There's there's a load of people that I would love to have on the show that we haven't for whatever reason. Yeah. And I'd love to talk to Kenny Loggins one day. Nick, put him on the list. All right. He's 74. Right after the, butter, right after the butter, people, <laughs> butter people first. And then Kenny Loggins. Then Kenny Loggins. They open for Kenny Loggins. <laughs> so how do you work with all that butter? I'm mm. Kenny Loggins. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I got a <laughs> Uh, it's also Doug E. Doug's birthday today. Wow. Uh, Dougie Doug was on Cosby, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, did uh, I don't know who he played. Neither do I. He was a friend. Um, I can't remember if he was a friend. I've got glaucoma. Um, might have been a friend of Theo's. Okay. Theo! Yeah, he was a friend of Theo's. Who's your friend? Is that Dougie Doug? <laughs> You can't see. You don't, yeah, I no. can't see. I've the, got glaucoma. Theo's got to tell Am I wearing you. a brightly colored sweater? I don't yeah. think he was on the NBC Cosby show. 
What was he on? Uh, I think he was on the CBS Cosby the show. The one with uh, Madeline Kahn? Yeah, the second version, the second iteration of Cosby. That's the one where my wife was Felicia Rashad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. In an alternate universe. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Uh, the yes. multiverse of Bill Cosby. Right. I don't remember what that, was that show called Cosby? As it was called was. the Cosbyverse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so it was the CBS sitcom Cosby, and the, yeah, he, was, uh, he played the role of Griffin. Veezy. Do you okay. know what he was basically on that show? He's basically playing an Archie Bunker type character. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the antithesis of his uh, Cosby show gotcha. father. Uh, he's 52 today, Dougie Doug. Uh, Linda Kozlowski, remember from the Crocodile Dundee movies? Yeah, she ended up marrying Paul Hogan. I don't know if they're still married. I don't think they are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she is uh, 64 years old today. Last birthday, Jeremy Renner. Oh, guy. Yeah. So excellent uh, show. Again, Hawkeye, I feel. This is just my personal, I mean, I actually agree with this, Preston. Uh, right after WandaVision, it is my favorite of, of the series, the Marvel, of the Marvel, Marvel series so far. Yes, I agree, dude. I, I fell in love with the show. Yes. Uh, he's great, and uh, Haley Steinfeld is, is fantastic in And it. their chemistry, fantastic. She's so damn cute. Yeah. She is. Yep. She really is. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's on a show on Paramount Plus called Mary Kingstown. Do you watch it? I do, and I'm, I'm all caught up. Uh, they release episodes, like, every week, but if you want to watch it now, obviously, you can, um, you can binge it, but I... I am enjoying it. Well, you know he's great, and and uh, he just did one of those GQ, um, you know, where they they he talks about his whole movies, yes, and, and his most uh, favorite roles, and he's he just seems like a great guy and likeable. I'd love to get him on the show. Yeah, but right right. after we get the butter people, yeah, butter people, first. butter people, Kenny Loggins, <laughs> Jeremy Renner. So Jeremy, no, this is not Jeremy. I'm the butter people. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a good uh, lesson yeah. question later on. <laughs> butter people, Kenny Loggins, right? Jeremy Renner. What is our prefer? What is our wish? Uh, our bucket guest yes. list. He is 51 years old today, by the way. All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What city is signified by the D stamped on some U.S. coins? 215-263-WMMR. We're going to Frank. Yo, Frank, good morning, buddy. Good morning. All right, Frank, uh, what does that D stamped on some U.S. coins stand for? Uh, What is the Denver Mint? What is the Denver (laughs) Mint? Yes, that is correct. Hang on just a second. We are going to set you up, my man. You just got yourself a four-pack of tickets for Jurassic Quest. And it's coming to the Pennsylvania Convention Center the 15th through the 23rd. You can see over 100 life-size animatronic dinosaurs, including an incredible 50-foot-long megalodon. Uh, Jurassic Quest is the world's largest, most popular dino event on tour with unique and exciting experiences for the whole family. Previous events have sold out, and you get your tickets now at JurassicQuest.com before they go extinct. All right, um, we'll start with this. Denzel Washington recently had an interview with Variety and said that he had wondered about Chadwick Boseman's health while they were making uh, the Black Panther star's final film, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Uh, Washington had said uh, he made the movie, and nobody knew he was sick. He said, I didn't know. He never had a never said a peep about it. He just did his job. And he continued saying, I, I wondered, though, if something was wrong. He seemed weak or tired sometimes, and we had no idea. And it was nobody's business. And he said, good for him, keeping it to himself. Well, you remember there was an actor who was working with him on some project, and they were talking to him just after he died. And this actor said, and he started crying. He said, because I, I, this actor actually thought ill of Chadwick because he thought he was being... Oh. A, a diva and being pampered. Oh, and he said, what I didn't realize is that these were his nurses and people tending to him. Yeah, he was oh. dying. Right. Yeah. And and, and, and like the, the person on the show said, it's not your fault. You didn't, right. you sure, didn't know. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I remember seeing him. I mean, obviously it was a surprise to all of us that he had passed away. Oh, God. But yeah. I remember seeing him in that one interview and I was like, wow, he is 
super thin right now. Right. And I thought, it, I just assumed it was for a roll or something. And they like do that. that. They do that yeah. all the time. Yep. All right, this is a uh, interesting story. Uh, Jillian Michaels, the fitness guru. Yes. Uh, biggest loser and all that. Um, she took to social media yesterday to slam page six and the accusation that she, quote, used to spit on people when she would go out to eat with her ex-girlfriend, Jackie Warner. She would, this is the rumor that she would, like, spit on the wait staff or so just people here, at other tables? Here's what Warner said. She had dated the Biggest Loser trainer in the 90s, and she said, we'd get thrown out of nice restaurants because she was screaming loud, cursing, and I couldn't take it. And then she added, uh, I was just not the same. I mean, she used to spit on people. Huh. Uh, Michaels responded after the page six uh, quote and stated that the outlet quote printed complete lies. Mm. She said in the two minute video posted to Instagram. I used to piss on him. No, she says you lie, though, that you reached out to my people for comment, which huh. is completely untrue because the comment would have been that your article is untrue. And I'm pretty sure if I had spit on many people in restaurants, or even one person for that matter, it would have already made your paper. That's a valid point. Yeah, so I don't know. I've never heard of this. I don't know if... I've heard of things about her. Yeah, I don't know if when she was recounting this this gal, Jackie Warner, this story that she would spit on people, maybe meant she saw her spit on someone once and not necessarily in a restaurant, or I, who the hell Who the knows? hell knows? Ah, hell. But anyhow. Ah, hell <laughs> The bottom line is, don't go spitting on people. No. No. Not I mean, Have we learned nothing from Kenny Loggins? Yes. Yeah. It is funny when you will see someone resort to spitting on another human being. Oh, yeah. <laughs> one oh. of the best was this guy. It was at some sporting event, and they're up in the stands, and the one guy, you know, like uh, his final, whoop, spits, and yeah. the guy just... <laughs> Punches him right in the face and knocks him out. Right? Yeah, you better be ready. You better be ready. Um, if you're gonna yeah. if you're gonna spit on someone, it's, yeah. there's there's an escalation. Next is a fist to the face. Yeah. Well, real quick, is spitting on somebody can that be considered assault? That's considered yeah. assault. Yeah. 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 So definitely. if you're going to assault somebody, make you want to make it count. Right. Use a chair. Uh, Kate Hudson shared a story of her most embarrassing date during a game of truth or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, truth or drink. On her Instagram page on Thursday, uh, she told fans, my most embarrassing date, I wasn't embarrassed. I just went from one date to another date in the same date. Uh. So I showed up with one date and I left with another. Uh, and she doesn't go into any details about it, but, you know, I'm sure that's happened. Yes. Many times uh, around. Who is it? One of us. Was it you who had, you showed up at one place with a woman encountered a person you had been dating? I did. Oh, that happened. I that mean, was you. Okay, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I've also been on two dates in one night, you know? Yeah. But that's, it's not it's not untoward, I don't think. Like, one was in the afternoon, and, you know, as long as you're just kind of on the up and up about it, it's not like one of those people is your wife or your girlfriend. Right, yeah. You're yeah. All right. now, I, had, I had three in one oh. club at that's one time. Right. That's right. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> that's what straight am up I going to do? Yeah. That's like Jack Tripper stuff. Right. I was working. I was yeah. doing an appearance. Uh-huh. So I had an excuse to be bopping around from place to place. This song is for a very special lady, and you know who you are. <laughs> I was a DJ. Yeah. I, was, I was doing a, 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 an appearance, and uh, yeah, that was a confusing night. Um, but it didn't, it didn't, nope, nobody... 
It was all good. It's just a matter of like, I, got away I, with I, it. I, need, I need to make sure Sally stays over here. Oh, yeah. And then... That's what I was doing. Yeah. Okay, guys. Now, girls. Now, people have dated me. <laughs> uh, the incident must have happened quite a few years ago. She announced her engagement to Danny uh, Fujikawa, the father to her three-year-old daughter, last year. Kristen Davis recently revealed to New Beauty that it can be extremely stressful uh, to be aging and to be compared to your much, much, much younger self is what she said. She does this infomercial that airs all the goddamn time. I forget what I'm watching when it when it comes up, but she's now hawking some sort of solution or oh, really? you know, some doctor out Anti-aging. of Anti-aging. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The 56-year-old Sex in the City alum said, if I was from a regular life, I would feel fine. I would feel great. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I've got this little three-year-old son, and I carry him around, and it's all good. But no, I'm on television where every bit of my physical being is analyzed. And yeah, that's uh, it. Sucks. That's that's part of that. If you if you are having a steady, long career, people are going to see you back then and now and, and, and deteriorate make comparisons all the time. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're running the commercial here. Uh, Connor found it. Uh, I forget what it is, but she looks great. Obviously, she but does. I think she's right in that. Yeah, you you do have that constant assessment, and you know, <laughs> for us, I at least for myself, I'm speaking for myself. I think I look horrible in every picture. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be reminded of my dilapidation, right? Especially when it's a TV show that people go back to and watch. That's also a show based yeah. on fashion and looks. Well, yeah, like but like with you know with Friends, for example, yeah. people still watch episodes of Friends from the nineties, and then right. you, you you see Jennifer Aniston now, and you're like, which Jennifer Aniston am I looking at? But Kristen Davis posted a photo on Instagram yesterday. She looks like a million bucks. She showed she off a bunch of cleavage. So you know, go Kristen Davis. Must, must be that ointment. You yeah. know what? I, I love seeing her in his uh, that couple's retreat movie. <laughs> oh my god, she's wearing a bikini for yeah. part of that, and she is uh, she's in top notch shape. But if you're going to be on TV, do something like play Herman Munster because no one can yeah. tell that you're aging. Right. You'll only look better <laughs> when they see you in person. Uh, to make matters worse, she said that the paparazzi are constantly angling. For unflattering shots of her and uh, her just like that co-star Sarah Jessica Parker and Cynthia Nixon, which is true. There are some magazines that love posting that frumpy look. Oh, my God. Uh, and, and, and as clickbait, yes. wait till you see her now. Oh, yeah. And they'll get a picture of somebody like where the camera was in the toilet. Right. It up. Right. Yep. Uh, all right, so on to some baby news. Michelle Kwan, the ice skater, former figure skater, uh, revealed Wednesday on Instagram that she had welcomed her first child, a baby girl named Callista Bell Kwan. Uh, did you hear the story that her water broke on the ice and it froze immediately? Oh, oh no, God. that's yeah, was, pretty cool. Kwan posted a slideshow that included a sweet photo of her newborn and a short photo montage of her belly growing through the pregnancy, which she kept private until the birth of her daughter. Her caption was, I'm overjoyed and tears of happiness are streaming down my face as I share the news of the arrival of Chris. Uh, Callista Bell Kwan. Callista's a cool name. That's a great name. Uh, she said, I've always wanted to be a mom, and to me, she's a perfect miracle. I had a hard time picturing what she might look like, yet it seems like she's been in my life forever. By the way, um, uh, President Biden had nominated her to be a U.S. ambassador to Belize uh, last year. Huh. Uh, or in December. Yeah, I didn't know that. So she's going to be she's gonna have her hands full with all that mm, stuff. Yeah. How old is she? <clears throat> um, um, good question. Don't know. Okay. Um... Just curious. Well, yeah, I just I assumed that, that maybe she's a little bit older, and that's like, why she was having difficulty. May, well, I don't know. Uh, forty-one years 41. old. Forty-one. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's, that's okay. old for your first child. I think. Yeah, it might but be good for her. Yeah. So, uh, now she was alluding to this earlier. Nicholas Cage, birthday boy today, and Rico Shibata are expecting. 
their first baby. Oh, yes. we're going to be having a baby. A representative for it's the couple awesome. <clears throat> told uh, people the parents-to-be are elated. Uh, elated. Cage is already father to 16-year-old Cal L. Coppola and 31-year-old... He's a big Superman fan. And yeah. 31-year-old Weston Coppola. Now, Weston is the one who went all gothy, right? Uh, lo- got to go. <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> There's Weston. He, he yeah. looks like a crypt keeper. I mean, yeah. he looks totally yeah. hardcore goth. Yeah. Uh, he and uh, Shibata were first were married last February. Look at this picture, Preston. It's like the new American Gothic. Yes, we're looking at a picture of he and Rico together. Look at us. Uh, John Mulaney and Anna Marie Tendler's divorce uh, has been finalized. Uh, TMZ reports that according to a legal filing, the couple officially ended things in New York on Thursday. When, when he when you saw him uh, performing uh-huh. uh, when he did four hundred shows locally. Does he mention the ex at all, or does he mention the deteriorate? Because indirectly, he did. Yes. Okay, because I get the impression that the ex really did not want this to happen. Oh yeah, he had said something about um, he made a joke about uh, going through all of your financial records and, and what okay, would lead to that. Why right. would I be doing that? You know, something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines. But that was the only reference that he made uh, during the routine. So about f- this uh, this is all coming together about four months after he had filed to actually divorce her. Uh, of course, his uh, girlfriend, Olivia Munn, gave birth to their son, Malcolm uh, Heap, H-I-E-P, is that how you say that? Uh, Malcolm Heap Mullaney? We'll go with that. Or Hep, uh, on November 24th, by and the And the rumors had been for a while that they were splitting up, but I guess they're not. Yeah, yeah it seems. I haven't, I haven't heard any substantial info on that, or substantive info. Uh, Exculpatory. Ky- Kylie Jenner showed off her baby bump on Instagram on Thursday again and declared, I am woman in the <laughs> caption. Oh, okay. <laughs> She's a big Helen Reddy fan. Yes, so. <laughs> the 24-year-old confirmed in September that she and her on-again, off-again boyfriend, Travis Scott, are expecting their second child together. Uh, this is pretty fun. Scientists have named a tree after Leonardo DiCaprio. Of course, he's an environmentalist. Is it Trionardo DiCaprio? It is not, no. but that is a great yeah, idea. Trionardo DiCaprio. <laughs> Trionardo DiCaprio. Real missed opportunity. Researchers from the Royal Botanic Gardens <laughs> discovered a tree in the Cameroon forest and named it uh, Uvariopsis DiCaprio. No, that's not good. Uh, Trionardo DiCaprio is much better. Yeah. Much better. Uh, scientists say that uh, they wanted to honor the Don't Look Up star for his 2020 campaign to save the rainforest. Botanist Mark Martin Cheek told the BBC, we think it was crucial in helping to stop the logging of the Ebo forest. You know, I think it's kind of cool. For, I, I think he's great. He is a sense. And I used to really be dismissive of Leonardo DiCaprio because I'm like, you know, this guy's it's impossibly good looking yeah, on. Yeah. And, and he's one of my favorite actors now. Yeah. Uh, but I, he's hit that point where he's like, like uh, almost a pre- Full Jack Nicholson, where he can carry a bit of a paunch, yeah. and it doesn't matter. So he can he can still do roles. Uh-huh. You see a shot of him on the beach, and he's he's got you know he's soft as opposed to a lot of like a Chris Hemsworth who's got to stay. He's in a little normal. pudgy and don't look up. I mean, he's definitely yeah. Oh, yeah. you know yeah, and it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's, no. it's yeah. a Trionardo DiCaprio. They well, still makes... play him off as a sex symbol yep. in the movie, which is very a very funny <laughs> yeah. part of the uh, of the of the plot. But he's an astronomer, and so I mean, yeah. he, he looks the part. Right. Yeah. You know? oh, totally. To have him yeah. be unexpe- inexplicably ripped up would be yeah. kind of weird. I Although, I yeah. I bet you he will for a role in the not too distant future trim up and 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 whip it into shape because. He's one of those. He, I, he packed I, on for, uh, wait for the the revenant. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Full so. mountain man mode. 
I'm going to play an audio clip. Uh, apparently, Will Smith was training with the Miami Dolphins. Uh, he is this part of that documentary about yes, him getting, into him getting in the best shape of his life. So he's is at their training facility, mm-hmm. and he's uh, kind of like looks like he's doing sort of burpees, you know, or something similar. Well, he was he's on the ground. He's he's using a roller on his okay, arm, yeah, yeah. and oh. so he's he's bent over. He's on his knees, right? And he's bent over and he's rolling back and forth. So he's in a position <laughs> that might lend to something. So let's play a little audio of this. That last stretch. That's, That's not a tight area. That's fantastic. And since we got our opportunity, we got some pull ups. Oh, we want to make sure we get full range of motion. Oh, sorry about this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry about this. You guys have, you have showers in here? <laughs> Oh, Play it again. Roll that back, please. Right. Roll that back. Right. I want you to hear that again. That's fantastic. He's stretching. We got our opportunity. Pull ups. We want to make sure we get full range of motion. Oh, sorry about this. <laughs> and that's the thing, dude. If you're if you're dude. exercising and you're doing, he's almost like in a downward dog position. He yeah. put it on or his child's own pose. Instagram account. Yeah, that is awesome. I love it. Uh... <laughs> They're just like us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I, I, from what I understand, yoga lends itself. Oh my to god. Yeah. 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 If you're if you're in like the child's pose, well, you, yeah, <laughs> that is the perfect position to rip a fart. Steve, I do um, uh, yoga sometimes. That's uh, specific for digestive issues. Huh. And so, like, if you are at the end of the day and you feel a little. You know, like you've been binded up or whatever. It it helps, but one of the things that it does is it works farts out. You know, and wow. You kind of little feel Chuck Mangione. Yeah, you feel better so- as a result. So Will Smith on his uh, Instagram, he captioned it. They said to relax all my muscles, <laughs> and so therefore he did. What a pig! What a farter! What's that all about? Did you have respect for the people around you? Uh, this was uh, sad news to report. Uh, Oscar-nominated filmmaker Peter Bogdanovich passed away yesterday uh, at his home in Los Angeles. He was 82 years old. I'm a huge Peter Bogdanovich fan. Uh, the Last Picture Show is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, and he was great. He actually started as a film critic. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, and then became a director. Uh, his uh, daughter, Antonio Bogdanovich, uh, said that uh, he passed away from complications of Parkinson's oh. disease. Uh, but uh, besides Last Picture Show, What's Up, Doc, and Paper Moon, a few of the other projects. So What's Up, Doc, Preston, is a movie done in honor of, of course, Bugs Bunny in the Looney Tunes cartoon. So it's the, the same sort of physical doors opening and closing and people running down hallways and yeah. stuff. It's about And it's, it's a tremendous amount of fun. And uh, last uh, story, Netflix is working on a feature-length documentary about... Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, wow. Uh, Director Ursula McFarlane told E! News in a statement, I approached Anna Nicole's story as an epic mystery tale. I I want her buried. Yeah, do you remember that? You love me? More than all the raindrops in the water and all the fishies in the sea? Oh, my God. She was such a mess. When she came onto the scene, when we first were introduced to her... (sighs) She was the guest model. Yeah. I remember she appeared, uh, this was when I was working at WDRE in New York, she was uh, making an appearance at the Macy's at the mall right near theirs. And I, I would never do anything like this normally, but she was such a hearkening back to Marilyn Monroe mm. that I had to go see her in person. It was, it was wild. Extremely curvy. Right. Very sensual. And then it fell apart. Yeah, she obviously had a substance what you, issue. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. That's her talking to her son, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she said that uh, 
uh, how, uh, she goes on to say, uh, it's an epic mystery tale. How did someone with so much charisma and jaw-dropping beauty, with the world at her feet, fall so far so quickly? Uh, now feels like the right time to re-examine the life of yet another beautiful young woman whose life had been has been picked over uh, and ultimately destroyed by our culture. I wonder how comprehensive they'll get with her. Her marriage to what was it? Hunt? What was the guy? It was no. actually the, the what was the Howard, mo- Howard Marshall? Howard Marshall. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, the film promises surprising revelations and in interviews from people who reportedly declined to speak on the topic until now. Huh. That's All right, a, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, it's Friday. That means we got new movies to tell you about today. <laughs> Start with C for Me, a mystery thriller starring Skylar Davenport, Kim Coates, Jessica Parker Kennedy. The plot is Sophie, a young blind woman house sitting for a sec- at a secluded mansion, finds herself under invasion by thieves seeking a hidden safe. Her only means of defense, a new app called C for Me, and it connects her to volunteers across the country who help her survive by seeing on her behalf. We were talking about this yeah. app on the show. Do you remember? No. We just talked about it recently. It okay. Yeah, where, where uh, again, if someone's walking down a street or whatever, they can literally, someone can log on and, and help them. Guide them? Right, with their, huh. with their camera. Wow. So it's a real it's a real app. Hour and 32 minutes, a rated R, limited theater release and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it an 82%. It's oh. a solid score right there. Also opening today is The 355. It's an action thriller with Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, and Fan Bingbing. Or is it Bing Bing Fan? Bing Bing Fan. When a top secret weapon falls into mercenary hands, wildcard CIA agent Mason Mace Brown <laughs> will need to join forces with rival badass German agent Marie, former MI6 ally and cutting-edge computer specialist Kadaja, uh, and skilled Colombian psychologist Grace- Graciela on a lethal break neck mission to retrieve it <laughs> while also staying one step ahead of a mysterious woman, Ling Mi Sheng. Okay. <laughs> two hours and two minutes long, PG-13 gets a 23%. I thought so. Yeah. It's when you, when you hear the synopsis, uh-huh. you're like, all right, there's too much going on here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, it's a little too overcooked. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, clips? Yeah. Uh, yep. oh. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pardon me. It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta do yoga. There you go. Dr. Sam Griffith must supervise an egotistical surgeon who never acknowledged her talent in Good Sam. And in this clip, Sophia Bush talks about what drew her to this role. Here we go. It's like every single one of my favorite kinds of shows wrapped into one, and it feels like a fresh take. And even just the main sort of relationship dynamic of tension and frustration being between my character and her father. It just feels fresh and... I had so much fun making this pilot. Oh, shut up, woman. <laughs> Does she have the throw thing going on? That's her, she, she's always that had that sort of talks? breathy. She's the great Sophia Bush from One Tree Hill Press. Talks like that. Okay. Uh, it's it's one step away from the bachelor. I love you. Yeah, I love you. Uh, Good Sam is available to stream on CBS now. Here's the next clip. 
CIA agent Mason Mace Brown. Mason Mace Brown. Joins forces with unlikely allies to stop mercenaries who acquired a top secret weapon in the 355. And in this clip, Jessica Chastain talks about the international aspect of the film. 355 takes place all over the world. We see Colombia and the United States and England and Paris and Morocco and Shanghai. <laughs> We're all over there. And I think that's the the most fun aspect for me, in addition to getting these scenes, these wonderful scenes with these women, is the idea of being all over the world. Uh, thing sucks! Uh, the 355 is in theaters today. is basically saying, I got to travel a lot for this movie. That's right. basically it. Right. All right, and there you go, your entertainment report for this Friday, January 7th, my friend. You're having a tricky drive-in this morning. Uh, plows are out doing their business, hopefully, uh, hoping... Uh, that they are clearing a path for you on your way in. Uh, we'll keep an eye on things and uh, give you the information that we know so far as to what to look out for. Uh, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We've got some guests and things to do. We'll tell you about that when we return. Stay with us. Are you an MMR VIP? Sign up for free at WMMR.com for access to VIP contests, special deals, and to be the first to know about important stuff. It's like having an MMR backstage pass without having to do something nasty to get it. <laughs> it is indeed a new uh, Sad Bro Friday, and we got some guests on. We're going to talk to Daryl McDaniels. Make good. We were supposed to have him on earlier this week, but uh, from Run DMC. We'll uh, do that in the 9 o'clock hour. We also have... Uh, Greg uh, Barrett, who's going to be on the program from uh, He's Just Not That Into You. He yeah. is appearing at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, so we'll get to all that. But in the meantime, end of the week, I need to clean up my junk drawer, if that's okay. But I got some stuff that I would like to share with you. Do not want it to go to waste. Uh, Steve, you're going to love this. So the um, uh, the car show. In, yes. In, uh, or the Consumer Electronics Show. Oh, I love that. I think has uh, been See, going yes. on. Yeah, so they've been showing all kinds of... I, th- I think that's where this was debuted. But anyhow, uh, they have a car. BMW has created a car yes. that actually changes colors. No, they it debuted is it. so cool. It is. Yeah. It is a chameleon car. Yep, so it's it's called electrophoretic technology that is used... It's phoretic. ...in e-ink, uh, which it, BMW showed off in an automotive application at the Consumer Electronics Show uh, earlier this week, dubbed the IX Flow. Uh, the show car uses the electrophoretic technology found in e-ink to change its exterior color almost immediately. Uh, so here's how it works. So the, the IX has a special wrap that brings different color pigments to the surface via electrical stimulation. The color-changing effect can go from uh, front to back, side to side, in stripes, in blotches, and so on. And, it, uh, and the e-ink wrap allows for this adjustability. So it's there's a couple so of questions. Cool. It is incredibly cool. They have talked about invisible cars, where you could have cameras on one side of the car. Right. Uh, broadcasting to the image of the car on the other side. Mm-hmm. This looks like the technology that will get you there. Um, maybe eventually, yeah. yeah, something like that. But, right. But right now, just colors and... Uh, it is pretty wild. It's really impressive. So... Let me let me ask you, uh, and uh, I was reading one of the articles, uh, a speculation as to what they will, this will add to the cost of said car. No. I haven't yeah. seen anything about that. you've got to imagine that's a chunky item. Yeah. E-Ink implementation has two key benefits. First, it opens the door for a whole new world of customization, allowing owners to change their vehicle's color and design based on mood, scenario, or whatever. 
The other benefit actually is increased efficiency. So on hot and sunny days, while cars will stay cooler, white cars will stay cooler than black ones because they reflect more sunlight. Oh, yeah. Similarly, on cold days, dark exterior colors help the car absorb more sunlight and therefore more heat. BMW says this can reduce the amount of heating or cooling needed to condition uh, the car on hot or cold days, which will improve its overall op- operating efficiency. Just a tiny itty bitty bit, but right. it's some is better than that. What about uh, car body damage? But how much <laughs> to replace panels on a car like this? Right, it's it can't just simply be the paint. Right, right, it's not. Yeah. Well, no, no, it's, you, it's you a, said it's like a silicone cover, right? It's a wrap. Yeah, it's yeah. a wrap. Yeah. And so, and I actually am. I'm sort of digging what they're able to do with wraps these days. Yes, um, a lot of uh, some people will do that instead of paint a car. It's it's cheaper, more yeah. effective. You can kind of go back to you can change colors all the time. Right, and, right, right. Um, yeah, I, and you can kind of get a lo- little bit funky with your with your yeah. car. Colors. You know what though? I, yeah. My preferred color of choice is always black. I like black cars. I like that Batmobile look. Yeah, uh, you know. It's, I've been I, I've been changing like every time I get a new car, which yeah, I try to get a uh, change of cars by the time I hit a hundred thousand miles. Right. Um, I've been going with different colors each time. I want I want to go through. Yeah, you have a nice the, blue the now. Colors. I'm yeah. digging the blue now, yeah, but, yeah. but I've owned you know, uh, I've owned black, red, white. The, my last car was brown, and let me tell you why. I really enjoyed having a brown car, and and it we had kind of like a metallic yeah. sparkle to it. Yeah, um, is because. You could not tell when it was dirty. I know. It was fantastic. <laughs> I tried, okay, a black car, it's dark. I won't be able to tell. You can absolutely Instantly, tell. Yeah. White car, all right, yeah. Definitely Instantly, yeah. easy to tell when it's dirty. Mm-hmm. That brownish hue, it was yeah. fantastic, so, man. Um, I loved it. Talk about car colors. My my wife's, I've mentioned about 500 times my wife's car was stolen. But so there, the one car she refuses to get, the color she refuses to get is red. Because like in a Roadster, which is what she was driving, she feels that anything that looks slightly sporty that is red is inclined to get to get pulled over. over there, there was a there was a, a theory that right. that's the case. It turns out it's not really. I true. didn't think it was. No, my, my friend, she's resolute. My I, police officer friend told me because I had a red car, yeah. I loved it, and and he said that yeah, it, it, that is the case. It is. I didn't necessarily. The only time I got pulled over that I thought was like, oh, why are you pulling me over right now? Is because my windows were tinted. Okay. Um. I had two red cars. Mm-hmm. I never got pulled over in either yeah. one of them. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, listen, if you're driving fast, you're going to get pulled over. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think yeah. red is going to is gonna really push it. And that red car, it's kind of the only car that I've ever owned that I that I actually missed today. I okay. Like, yeah, I really like that what one. What kind of car was it? It was an A4. Okay. Yeah, I bought a, a used A4. Yeah. Yeah. You I loved it. it. <laughs> Do you miss the red? Uh, I just, I thought it was a nice looking car. Okay. Yeah. Uh, E-Ink technology is the same stuff that's used in e-reader tablets. Oh. And the IX Flows wrap is made of e-paper segments, and that's why the IX car can only change colors in the gray scale. But as EI tech evolves to include more vibrant colors, hopefully, uh, so too can the IX well, then, Flow. Uh, I wonder how isolated it could be. Could you, in fact, put text up on your door? Could you... Put an ad for your company. Good question. Uh, and have scrolling text. Good question. Like, right? a, like a billboard, like yeah. constantly uh, a message. You would think so eventually. You, know, it, they, you can do lines and splotches and things like that. I wonder how weird that's going to be on the road because there are a few advertising trucks that drive around in, uh, in the city mm-hmm. and in general in this area that have these LED screens on the side, mm-hmm. big screens. 
I find them like incredibly distracting when you yeah. you find yourself watching and looking at the advertising. I do too, and then yeah. you, you, you're like, I, I've been looking at the right lane for far too <laughs> yeah, long. Yeah. I do, and I, I know like some tech has been developed here over the years where like you can send messages to other drivers. Right, right. Yesterday, I really wanted to have some kind of text me saying, "Hey, listen." Calm down. You are driving like a jerk. Stop weaving in between lanes. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting any fat. And I, like, I, I, and I wasn't even in a bad mood. There's no road rage. I just wanted to convey a message to this person. You need to chill a little bit. And I don't know if any oh, of that. Wow. It may would... end up reading as f you. Right. Yeah, I, you, I, could, it... you could flat out if you have if you can put text on the side of your car. Oh, yeah, yeah. Technology, you yeah. could yeah. flat out yeah, yeah, type yeah. in uh, f you. This might not be a good it's idea. It's not a good idea. Right. Okay. I, I take that back. All right, anyhow. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the way, somebody texted in and said, Chevy actually has a paint color that's called Pull Me Over Red. Yeah. Pull Me <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I love it. All right, well, listen, there's another item in here uh, that involves a vehicle um, that is very interesting, and I believe this was at the Consumer Electronics Show as well. Yes, it was. Cadillac debuted its what's called Inner Space Autonomous Car Concept. In a short film that is a as dramatic as the two seater luxury vehicle itself. Did you watch the video? I no, but I saw the photos. It is a really cool looking concept car, so man. I I was looking at it, and I sent you an article. I think that has the video in it. Um, it's so cool that I want to drive it. Absolutely, I don't want to sit passively oh, on yeah, a couch yeah, 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 and let it drive itself. Yeah, so it's an autonomous right. car. But but you're right, and you know what? So. And, the, and we talked about this for years. Right. The concept cars. They take these incredibly awesome-looking vehicles that they've created, and then when they go to production, they say, make this look less cool. And yeah, then m- send mute it out. down. Yeah. All Come the on. time. There was a Buick years ago. It was at the car show in, this, in the uh, city here. This car was the coolest car I've ever seen. By the time it got to the showroom... Mm-hmm. I'm like, what'd you do to it? Yeah, uh, uh, Mercedes the other day uh, released a photo of a concept electronic car that they're going to get behind. Oh, yeah. And I, and it looks so cool. I'm like, it'll never be like that. It'll Six never look like that when it makes it to the showroom floor. 650 miles on one charge. Yeah, yeah. So this thing, the inner space, is designed with a cocoon-like cabin that immerses passengers sitting in a love seat who are watching a panoramic screen that stretches across the front. It's just a curved display. That's yeah. the dashboard. The That's whole it. thing is a big curved display. There's no steering wheel. There's nothing. There's nothing. Yeah. And it's a it's a love seat. So you're like there's no uh there, there's no buckets. I mean it's just like, you just hang out in there. Now I don't know where you put your seatbelts and stuff. But. Right, or <laughs> what deploys if you're in a collision. Yeah. Uh but it it, it um again, I think we've talked about this before. I, I do like the ability uh, to me, the perfect scenario is the Audi that Will Smith is driving in uh, iRobot, where you can, you know, you say, okay, o- autonomous, and yeah, then I'll take over. Right, right. Yeah, and then uh, and then he can bring this, the steering wheel out. Yeah, uh, the curved display allows passengers to select from augmented reality engagement, entertainment, and wellness recovery themes for their drive. It's, it, honestly, for the longest time, Cadillac has had this very blocky. Looking um, thing that I didn't like. Cadillacs are great cars, but it's just yeah. You need to like the way the car looks. This thing yeah. looks super badass. I think Cadillac for the last I don't know five ten years has been doing better. really really and and so they they um, their logo their yeah. whatever emblem uh, it's the same thing except they just made it uh, they elongated it right okay. so it, uh, they they made it more um, lengthwise and height wise. I agree. Case could you get into? I mean. Uh, you would would you be able to get into a car 
and not have no, it, no, right? No, no. I, I don't have any control. I, I, yeah, yeah. It's exactly. not only that, or at least like, to have the option to take over the control. It didn't even right. look like it had front windows that you could look out. I, I did not like that at all. Um, no, you can see out of it, uh, but. Yes, I, I uh, not having the ability to. I need to take control. Yeah. I need to take control right. of this now mm-hmm. for an emergency or whatever it may be. Um, that's eventually got to be implemented into these things. So when I was um, doing the endorsements for the uh, the Audi dealership, uh, not the Audi, it was the uh, um, God. Uh, what am I thinking of? Well, whatever whatever car it was. Um, okay, but um, they had uh, like a level three autonomous driving, and it was. Uh, it was cool. Like, like I, I never felt like it was getting away from me. Like, uh, on a stop-and-go traffic situation, on a long drive, it was it was doing everything it needed to do. Staying in the lane, slowing down, doing all that. But, like, I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, how the hell would this work in a city? Right. With cross-traffic and pedestrians and all of that stuff. And I know they do, but I'm just not mentally... I'm not. At, I'm not at that point now where I'm going to turn it over to the vehicle. I had my mind changed a little bit because I read this article uh, comparing autonomous driving cars to human driving cars and how many mistakes humans make mm. all the time. You're exactly right. And, and so people falling asleep, people just not paying attention, people being on their phone, and so people are uh, awful drivers. And uh, and yet we get away with very few accidents when you think about it. I mean, you, you know, the way that people are driving on the highway all the time, you, I, I would think perhaps there would actually be more accidents than there are. Uh, and despite all the, the mistakes that we make, autonomous driving corrects more of those mistakes than we give them credit for. I'll tell you what, man, the the uh, the alert systems now yeah. on cars have saved my ass from little bumper uh, fender benders uh, several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody slamming on their brakes in front of me or I'm distracted for a moment or two and all of a sudden... Um, it'll, it'll, you know, the car yeah. automatically slows down. You're like, whoa. And, and it's, it works. You it, know, that stuff is, is really, really handy. I remember the first time I encountered lane assist. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. what's going on? Right. What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. It's freaky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so GM, who owns Cadillac, is one of the many companies that uh, pulled out of attending CES in person. Instead, they opted for an online presentation, which they did with this. And uh, the the it's a cinematic like teaser. They like they've really done this thing up for this uh, autonomous car, the inner space. They have Medea walking around the car, <laughs> uh, and uh, it shows a a wealthy couple uh, exploring the world while traveling in the autonomous vehicle. Let's go into the autonomous vehicle. Available now for thirty thousand uh, dollars. The G- uh, the GM owned company says that its new interspace concept reimagines the vision with a fully autonomous experience that allows two passengers to focus on their journey and not driving. Just a small town girl. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> it looks pretty outrageous. Uh, the vehicle is fitted, by the way, uh, on the exterior, uh, dramatically designed interspace features expansive panoramic glass on the roof and part of the body sides for almost uh, unimpeded views. Uh, the roof opens to make the doors more accessible, and the single seat inside separates and pivots outward to make it easier for passengers to get in. Uh, the interspace also includes the latest technology, including biometric input from an AI machine learning. Uh, the vehicle is fitted with silent Goodyear tires that features sound comfort technology for a quiet ride. Well, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Of course, no uh, no guesstimate on the price. All right. I have another vehicle story. Look at you. In the junk drawer. And uh, it is Planters, the peanut mobile. Oh, yeah? Uh, they have the opportunity of a lifetime for you. And we know just the guy. Yes, we do. <laughs> Planters is accepting applications and will be hiring three people or peanutters. 
to chauffeur Mr. Peanut in the 26-foot-long nutmobile wow. from coast to coast and celebrate communities that they visit along bust the way. Nut, yeah. Nut. <laughs> uh, you have until January 24th to apply for this, and you can do it at beapeanutter.com. So it's like um, you, you are the chauffeur for the nut. Exactly, for Mr. Peanut. Yeah. Uh, by submitting a resume with a 30 to 45 second long creative video, why you should become a peanutter. Uh, some of the other main tasks that the peanutters will be expected to do on their trip will be representing the planter's brand in media interviews and appearances with local radio, television, and digital publications, working alongside people who perform little acts of substance for their communities at volunteer projects, and <laughs> cracking nut puns and ensuring everyone has a nutty time with Mr. Peanut in Bust the, the so, nutmobile. We've heard that this nutmobile is uh, rather difficult to drive. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. would imagine yeah, it's, it's really cumbersome. Yeah, you know, it's it's very oddly shaped and and yeah. big. It's like a bus. Yeah. How much are they paying? Said not that I didn't see in this article. But usually things like this, they pay you pretty decent. Uh, other responsibilities include planning and managing all nothing that'll make you busted. <laughs> planners' nutmobile social media accounts, developing relationship with social media influencers, and posting three to five times per week at your own discretions around other events. The position begins in July of 2022, and it will be a five-day, 40-hour work week. Huh? Oh. Following completion of the year-long assignment, peanutters may be eligible to interview for a full-time opportunity within the Hormel Foods sales organization. Planners would prefer a candidate with a college degree in sales and marketing, with preferred experience in communications, advertising, public relations, or related field. Uh, requirements to apply include a bachelor's degree, valid driver's license, ability to collaborate in small groups and teams, excellent writing and verbal communication skills, and a keen eye for detail, among others. Man, that's they really a, want a yeah, highly qualified that's, person That's for incredibly uh, demanding yeah. for somebody who's going to drive around in a huge peanut. Yep. Hormel offers a benefits package including competitive base salary plus bonus, annual merit increase, performance reviews, medical, dental, vision, non-contributory pension, profit sharing, 401k, stock purchase plan, and more. Okay. So it's legit. This is legit. Yeah. I wonder if Mr. Peanut would be. He doesn't have a college degree. Okay. Well, then but never mind. What? He could fix this thing if it broke down yes, on the side of the could. road. Yes, he could. Easily. Absolutely. I one think if handiest, anyone. One of the handiest men I've ever met. A man who almost died dressed as Mr. Peanut certainly has more in his resume. Hell yeah. Than any of these people would have. And by the way, I don't know if he doesn't have a college degree. Oh, you just decided that? <laughs> well, no, he wasn't. He Well, before he does what he does now. I hear he's impotent as well. He, he, <laughs> was, a, uh, he was a diesel mechanic, right? Well, he, he, so he could I, still have a college degree. No, I know, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, but I just don't, I don't know uh, uh, what he was doing prior to diesel mechanic. He built Casey's deck. Yeah. Uh, he uh, he also built, re- refurbished your, your shore house. Uh, siding. And he, and he yeah. got run over by a giant peanut mobile at the Cardboard Classic. We're, we're watching the video right now. We're watching the video. <laughs> oh I tell you what, if, if we, you would almost have to work to do everything we did wrong that day oh. in response to this collision. <laughs> look, at, uh, look at me getting out of the yeah. front. There. He's okay. <laughs> like, yeah. I go, how many fingers am I holding up? And, and by the way, I'm getting out with a beer in my hand. <laughs> hey, how many fingers am I holding up? Three. He's okay. He's, He's okay. okay. 
everybody. It's I can okay. barely speak from a broken jaw. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know if his lungs are collapsed or anything, but he's okay. Right. All right, let's see what yeah, else. He came out. He was like, why don't we take a five-minute break? Yes, totally. <laughs> totally. That was him, exactly. Yeah. All right, what else I got in the All drug right. truck? Dry January. You know, before I mentioned dry January... Uh, and and going to some of the details that I have, uh, there was a tweet that came out earlier this week. Uh, Paps Blue Ribbon. I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but they were trending earlier in the week. Oh, yeah. It was on Monday. So they posted a tweet, and it simply said this, Steve. Not drinking this January? Try eating ass. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Paps did that. So they great. deleted it. That's awesome. And... Uh, <laughs> Then they deleted another tweet that it stated "crop dust haters," and, and yeah. you know it was just. So did somebody get a hold of the account? I think uh, that they were just trying to be silly. I and, think so, and you know, have a little bit of fun. And, yeah. yeah, they're getting bolder. There was there's an ad for um, tomato sauce for a spaghetti sauce. Have you seen it? Where cook like a mother. I love it. It's great. It's great. It cracks me up every time it's, I see it. It's cook uh, like a mother, and <laughs> the the implication is. You're cooking like your mom right. did, and but you but hear this mother, mother effort. effort. Yeah, it's oh, a, okay. It is a great campaign. It's I love great. it when people come up with these really ingenious uh, campaigns, and that is definitely one of them. I What's love to cook the, like a mother. The barbecue sauce, I put that s all s on. It's a hot sauce. Hot sauce. Hot sauce. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I put that s on everything. Uh, so PBR has not said why the tweets were deleted, but not drinking this January. Try eating ass. Oh my God! So can you read this correspondence that Paps just had? All right. Uh, so this says try eating ass, and then somebody tweeted back PBR or ass. What's the difference? And then Paps Blue Ribbon tweeted back, "Ask your mom." And then <laughs> and then and then uh, it tweeted back, "And dad." <laughs> Wow, that's great! That's great. For right. for for um, I think that for the for years that was what my mom would drink. PBR, PBR, yeah. Dude, it yeah. um is a gold medal winning beer at yeah. the Great American Beer Festival. Yeah, hey, you can make fun of it all you want, but all right. Before we go to Dry January, this right. is about odd tweets. Okay, so Nick, you brought this up yesterday. Hmm. I actually saw it on ABC's National News this morning as a kicker story. Okay, Elmo, you yeah. want to explain this? Uh, Elmo's in a feud. On Twitter, and uh, they're having fun with it. And so Elmo and Rocco, <laughs> I wasn't familiar with Rocco the Puppet. So, no, here's what I found out about okay. it. It goes back to, like, 2004. Yeah, it's been going on like for that. a long time. And, yeah. and Rocco was a pet rock. Okay. Oh. And apparently Elmo had a thing, uh, was was angry. So Elmo and Zoe, there's I a, know what the thing is. What is it? The thing is, is that they were sitting down. <clears throat> I think they were eating cookies. Okay. And there was, like, Rocco got a cookie and and i think elmo raised the point he has no mouth okay like this is basically it can we split his cookie and that became a big thing right yeah and so elmo tweeted out because apparently and i don't know how these things catch traction i don't know somebody on twitter pointed out this feud from back then whenever this episode was years ago and it took on a life of its own and it reached elmo yeah. And Elmo tweeted out, don't worry, everybody. Elmo and Zoe practice sharing and are still best buds for Elvo forever. Elmo loves you, Zoe. Ha, ha, ha. And then a couple of spaces lower, it says, Elmo doesn't want to talk about Rocco. <laughs> <laughs> How does something like this catch traction? This is happening now more than I ever. I guess a celebrity needs to get a hold of it and make millions of people find out about Possibly. it. Possibly. I don't know. But yeah. there is, um, you know, I guess... 
you'll see these things, Preston, that, that uh, and we brought them up on the show. Yeah. And people will text us or say, that that was 10 years ago. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the thing of it, too, is that, like, Elmo is high profile enough, yeah. so it'll get traction no matter what, and then enough people start seeing it and retweeting or whatever. But mostly it's it's being clever. Cookie Monster is another great follow on Twitter. And, you know, they, they just... They're good writers, you yes. know, and, and so when there's comedy attached to it and a bit of wit, uh, sometimes these things get a life of their own. So much so that The Rock commented on this. Oh, really? really? Yeah, okay. Dwayne Johnson nice. and said something along the lines of, yes, this rock eats cookies <laughs> okay. something like that. I, I didn't see what, if you can find out what yeah. that was. But, then. like, actual celebrity feuds exist, and so when these things are sort of lampooned with right. fake characters, it you know, it's it's funny. I go to, um, like, the Baby Yoda character on uh, on SNL. Right. It's hilarious because he has a uh, imaginary feud with Baby Groot, and 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 it's something that is uh, brought up at the end of every segment, and it's and it's hilarious because you know it's not real, right. but you know it's but it's based in reality. So here's the Rock's response. He wrote, "Yes, my friend, the Rock devours cookies, <laughs> all kinds of cookies. I'll introduce you to cheat meals, and it'll change your life." Tell Cookie Monster to move it over because I'm coming to Sesame Street to kick ass and eat cookies, and I'm almost all out of cookies. <laughs> I got Oh, Cookie Monster responded. And what did he get back to? He said, Me say cookie challenge accepted. <laughs> and then Oreo typed in, Hello, friend. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, so it goes on. All right, well, anyhow, back to dry January. Right. Yes. Uh, with if you're, if you're not eating ass and you're, and you're doing dry January, uh, it's, of course, started. Apparently, it started in 2012. I remember that first announcement that this is going to be a thing. Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just thought it was people kind of took this on in themselves and it caught track in that way. But apparently it was an initiative in 2012 by Alcohol Change UK <laughs> uh, to get people to see the mental, physical, and even financial benefits of living without alcohol. You did it, right? Yeah. And yeah, that's how you kind of pretty much ratcheted back on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I did a a version of it yeah. because I wanted to see if it was a trigger for my my migraine headaches, and then it lasted almost two years. Um, but yeah, it's it's. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. I think it's cool. Uh, ironically, uh, for me, uh, 2012 was the last wet January I ever had. No, kidding. really, yeah, yeah. yeah and that was pretty, yeah, was ten, years, 10 years, ago. years ago. Yeah. Um, and then you have somebody like Burt Kreischer who's doing the opposite. Do you guys know about Winston Churchill Day? No. You know what he does for us? Uh, if Do you tell. can pull up what his, uh, it might be on his Instagram. I'm, I'm not sure. It might be his Twitter. But uh, Winston Churchill Day for him is a gluttonous day of hard alcohol and cigars. cigars. I love it. Yeah. Wow. yeah. It sounds about right. So he just does it for a day? He, yeah. And it's on January 15th, I think. And I don't uh, I don't know the significance of that date. Is that Churchill's birthday? Mm, oh, that's a good question. I have I have no idea. Uh, I can look that up. Right. But. A great idea would be wet January and mm-hmm. and having uh, like a different type of cocktail every day for the entire. I month. think the natural inclination is you've just hit you in a classic sense you've just hit your pinnacle of partings uh, ostensibly. Oh yeah, New Year's Eve. So you had your big blowout and, and Christmas now, and, and like, Christmas. Oh, Christmas. Yeah, right. Our our, our yeah. end of year break is essentially me drinking for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> and and I and, and I had to I I had, I had to tap out like three yeah. days before. Uh, before uh, New Year's Eve, because I'm like, I know I will drink on New Year's Eve, and I'm like, I've I've had I've had enough. I've yeah. had enough. Damn it's it. just uh, it just feels like you need a break. Yeah, <laughs> so taking it in January yep. is a good idea. I Although uh, Casey doesn't Bert every year do um, sober October. He does sober October, so I guess January is not the the right. month for him to 
Be sober. So, do you know what day Winston Churchill Day is? It, it is Jan- January fifteenth. Fifteenth. Uh, okay, so he's just I... going straight up mid January. Yeah, he but was it... born in November and died in January twenty fourth. So who knows? Okay, okay. Oh, here it is. Uh, ja- so it. Is- oh, I'm sorry. I'm an a hole. It's January twenty fourth. I don't know uh, where I got that. That's 15th. his death day. Okay, okay. January twenty fourth and uh, nine a.m. First whiskey. Uh, 11 a.m., first cigar, another whiskey, optional walk around the neighborhood. 1 p.m., lunch and champagne. 3 p.m., another whiskey. 4 p.m., shot of cognac. 5 p.m., another whiskey uh, uh, with you, an optional nap. Do you know what this sounds like? I read one time there was a, a um, uh, uh, an interviewer who was following Hunter S. Thompson yeah. for oh, a few yeah. days. Yes. And it was like that. I mean, like every day, 11 a.m. Yeah. margaritas, you know, I mean, every it was day. just like boom, 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 you know, cocaine. And, and it was just like all day yeah. long, man. Do you remember that that audio we had of him calling to complain to this a stereo yeah. dealer? Yeah. Uh, you know, like when they, they had them like Radio Shack. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I will, too. Yeah. <laughs> I'll get over there and I'll shut you down. I will. And I'll do it, too. <laughs> he was crazy, man. Yeah. Abso-friggin-lutely. Yeah. Here's the, here's the listing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, and Casey, it, it goes along with this. By the way, he wakes up at 3 p.m. It says 3 p.m. rise. <laughs> at the crack of noon. 3.05, Shiv is Regal with the morning papers. Uh, 3.45, cocaine. 3.50, another glass of Shiv is Dunhill. Uh, 4.05, first cup of coffee. <laughs> 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice and Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.50, cocaine. <laughs> 5.05, cocaine. I mean, it was like, why even right have there. coffee if it's, you're doing so much yeah, coke? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, uh, yeah. It took its toll, obviously. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, but anyhow. And I love how he wraps it all up with a meal of fettuccine Alfredo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Something hard healthy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God. Some people can, some people have that gene. The the, the Mickey Mantle gene. Yeah, right, right. Say, so. yeah. Anyhow, I was going to. Uh, so, j- dry January, uh, according to uh, Dr. George F. Koob, the director of National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Any Alcoholism. Any relation? Uh, to Ray I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, says participating in Dry January can be a great way to learn more about your drinking habits, which can help you make healthier choices moving forward. He says the break can also shed light on how drinking uh, alcohol affects your physical ment- and mental health in terms of purely physical results. Uh, they said that heavy drinkers may find they see the biggest challenge if they participate, but for light drinkers, 31 days isn't really enough to make any significant difference physically. In fact, uh, elective uh, sobriety coach Amanda Kuda says that uh, while 31 days might not be long enough to make any meaningful changes, it can be a great start for someone who is sober curious. Um, so if you're going for it, good luck to you. And uh, it's I think it's a cool thing. It's, it's a nice to take a little good. break. So when my wife has done things like that, um, that's basically just a reinforcement that you possess the ability to... Do do that. Yeah. 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 It's a good um, test of discipline. Right. Yep. All right. uh, That's all. I cleaned out the junk drawer. A few other things maybe we'll get to later on, but we got some guests joining us this morning, so uh, we will get to them shortly. Uh, Let's take a break and come back in a second and share some bizarre file stories, if you will. Be careful on the drive-in this morning, gang. We'll get the, the traffic in just a second. Love MMR? Buy some gear. Check out the rock shop at WMMR.com. It's fancy. No, it's it's not fancy. HD. It ain't just for your TV anymore. Use your HD radio to hear the best sounding MMR there is. Plus, enjoy MMR HD 2, the MM Archives channel. Everything that rocks never sounded so good. 
back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Be fine. WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. We're going to begin with a story that takes place in the wild blue yonder. A propeller smashed through the window of an aircraft after it hit a bird. Terrifying onboard passengers. The propeller? Yeah, and I saw a picture of it. It's crazy. The bird hit the engine with such force that the propeller went straight through the cabin and across to the opposite side of the aircraft. Incredibly, no passengers were hurt in the ordeal. Uh, The Jetstream 41 was approaching approaching, uh, Venetia Mine (laughs) in South Africa when the bird struck the propeller on the right side. The blade snapped off, penetrated the side of the aircraft, and miraculously, the propeller hit an area of the cabin uh, which was unoccupied at the time. It's <laughs> yeah. real. Uh, its force and trajectory saw it hurtle across the cabin and smash into a passenger window, destroying the window pane on the opposite side of the fuselage. Uh, the debris created from the propeller shows splinters of wood across the cabin. And like I said, no one was hurt and the plane landed safely. It's crazy, man. That anybody was able to survive that. Take a look out the left. You'll see people flying out of a decompressing window. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, this is probably my favorite story of the bizarre file today. A top Tennessee state representative yelled at a game official and attempted to pull his pants down during a <laughs> high school basketball match on Tuesday night. Right. An incident that he himself later called completely stupid in a statement. <laughs> Elected Representative Jeremy Faison acknowledged that he was bad wrong. That's what he said, bad, bad wrong. wrong. And hoped to apologize to the official for losing his temper. The game was recorded live on Facebook by Johnson City's Providence Academy, which was hosting Lakeway Christian Academy. He said in a statement, uh, for years, uh, for years, I thought how wrong it is when a parent loses their temper at a sporting event. It's not Christian, and it's not mature, and it's embarrassing to the child uh, have always been my thoughts. By the way, he's the State House Republican Caucus Chair, and he wrote this on his official Twitter feed. And he also wrote, unfortunately, I acted the fool tonight and lost my temper on a ref. I was wanting him to fight me, totally lost my junk, and got booted from the gym. Uh, I've never really lost my temper for all to see, but I did tonight, and it was completely stupid of me. Emotions getting in the way of rational thoughts are never good. I hope to be able to find the ref and ask for his forgiveness. I was bad wrong. Uh, The game official, Paul Pendleton, later filed a report with the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association, which is standard procedure following incidents at games. Uh, Tempers flared with seconds to go in the third quarter when a scuffle over a loose ball led to a technical foul for unsportsmanlike conduct levied on each team. And video of the game shows Faison sitting in the stands before making his way to the court as referees attempt to break up the two teams. Uh, the TSAA uh, reported report said that uh, Pendleton <laughs> told Faison to leave the gym. Faison began to walk away before turning at one point and pointing his finger at an official. He said, you can't tell me to leave the floor. This was your fault. <laughs> Faison said this to Pendleton uh, before bending down to tug at Pendleton's left pant leg. Pendleton's report said Faison tried to jerk his pants down <laughs> and off. But it's clear now this guy was wearing a belt. Uh, shouts are heard in the gym as Faison walks away with someone calling for a police officer. <laughs> the report states Pendleton asked a game administrator to call the police, but police 
uh, ultimately weren't called, and Faison left without further incident, according to the report. Have you ever successfully pantsed someone? Oh, yeah. Uh, just yeah, Shorts. Uh, like uh, it was usually in gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because, <laughs> sure, you can. Yeah, because you weren't. Nobody was wearing a belt, or right? Like that. Um, yeah, we used to do that all the time. When I played CYO basketball in in high school, uh, I, I can't remember which teams it was, but one kid was on the foul line, and another kid came up behind him as he was about to shoot a free throw and pulled his pants down <laughs> in the middle of the game. It's harsh. It's it's, it's, it's very harsh. Kind of yep. hilarious. It's wrong. It's funny. Yeah, yes. most definitely. All right, uh, cats are great at hiding, and a cat in Denver, Colorado, was reunited with his family after being accidentally donated to a thrift store inside an old <laughs> recliner. <laughs> Denver Animal Poor little guy. Uh, protection said personnel responded to the ARC thrift store in Denver when employees discovered that there was a cat hiding inside the recliner and that had been donated earlier in the day. Uh, they were able to extract the feline from the chair. And the family that had donated the chair had discovered that the cat was missing and had gone back to the thrift store to see if the animal had been found. The cat, named Montaquia, was not injured and was reunited with her family. Cats do like to work their way into recliners. Oh, yeah. (laughs) All right, I might have only uh, time for one more. And uh, this one's great. It's one of the weirdest scientific experiments yet. Goldfish have been trained to drive a robotic tank around a room. Did you guys see this? I did no. not. Goldfish. Scientists. Trained to drive a tank. It's wild. Uh, well, okay. By like that, a military tank? Like no, like no, no, no. Like a fish tank. Like a panzer? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. It's a Sherman. Uh, scientists in Israel constructed a fish-operated vehicle consisting of a water-filled tank, a camera, and a computer on top of a set of wheels. In tests... The onboard camera and computer were able to detect the fish's position in real time and activate the vehicle's motors to move the vehicle in the same direction. Six goldfish were successfully trained to use this device and managed to find their way around the small room towards a food reward. Uh, The results suggest that fish can adjust their navigation skills to a wholly different terrestrial environment, according to the research. They tested whether fish could drive the vehicle towards a target in return for a food pellet reward. Using an onboard camera and computer, the vehicle could detect that position in the water tank of the, of the fish, and then it would move. So they, so could they lead this to having uh, goldfish with military tanks, with panzers? Eventually, yeah, yeah. I guess so, sure. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh, with, the, like a Bradley. The experiments were conducted by a team of researchers at the Ben Gurion University, uh, and the researchers had wanted to take one species from its own environment and challenge it to perform behavioral tasks in a completely different environment. There's a total, there's a complete <sighs> breakdown on, on how they did this. I'd love to see the movie Fury, but with goldfish. Right? <laughs> but, uh, I mean, you know... Like, there might be a fish lane eventually. Sure. There's the high occupancy lane, and now the fish lane as you head down the road. That is what I have in uh, the Bizarre File for you this morning. We have a break to take because we got some guests that are coming up. We're going to talk to Greg Brent, who's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight yes. tomorrow. Uh, he is from that uh, He's Just Not That Into You fame, and uh, he's a great guy. So we'll get to him in just a little bit. Stay with us. Return shortly. Dirty Honey. Volbeat. Jelly Roll. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Yeah, and you definitely want to uh, to be careful on the way. And we got an email yesterday from uh, Joe Bell, who's our, um, our our top dog, our, our big cheese. Yes, Big Yeah. 
uh, who said to uh, take it easy on the way in, and if you got a delay, you got a delay, and hopefully your your boss is going to be cool about that stuff. Uh, I have a shout out real yes. quick, uh, if you guys don't mind. Uh, this one is from Lou Yoko. Uh, he said, I'm a longtime listener, fan of the show. You guys keep me sane, and I uh, stream your podcast on my two-plus-hour commute from Hatfield to South Philly oh each day as I work. Two hours from Hatfield to South Philly? I guess it's... Wow. He's, he's got a, a, a you know a parking lot to go through. And they have a lot of deli meats up there. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, in Hatfield? Yeah, yeah. Quality meats. Yeah. Uh, and he said, I was re- he, he said I was recently diagnosed with tinnitus. And then he went on to ask me some questions, and right. we got back and forth about that. But he said, uh, if you could do a nice, sh- a low baritone shard out uh, to my for my baby boy, Benny, beautiful wife, Jen, and all the listeners suffering from tinnitus, it would make our day. So if we could do a quick shard out. Does, cool. uh, does that sound, does that, um, it's usually like a more high pitch yeah, sound that would pitch. hurt you, yeah, right? You, you know when, uh, I'll give you a perfect example of what, it's, it's a very specific scene, though, uh, in the yeah. movie The Martian. Uh, when uh, Matt Damon's character accidentally has an explosion, it's right. a small explosion, and he goes, uh, he, he's, he's talking to the uh, the camera, and he says, "I'll I'll I'll get to that when my ears stop ringing." And he kind of opens his mouth, yeah, yeah, like this, and you hear a little high pitched squeal, right? That's, That's what this is all yeah. the time. In fact, if you open your mouth really really wide, you can kind of hear. I hear a squeal in my ears when I do that. Do you guys? No. If you go, if you really like that, you hear it no, well? no, it no. It doesn't I actually hear something. the ocean. Because sometimes, you know, if if you have an ear problem, you can kind of, like, move your, your right, mouth right. around Usually, and, it, and it'll There's water in your it. ear, I'll do that okay. occasionally. Right, but that's what it is. It's that way all the time. Uh, and then another shout-out. Actually, this is not a shout-out. This is a, just a nice letter. I thought this was uh, pretty cool. We get great letters all the time. Uh, but uh, this is really cool. It says, uh, hey, Preston, Steve, apologies uh, if this gets lengthy. But I want to share my appreciation for you guys and the show. I grew up listening to you's. Uh, when Marilyn was still on uh, with you for years. And then I moved to Los Angeles in 2005. It's right when we came here. Yes. uh, To MMR. Uh, As an aimless 25-year-old and only caught snippets while back visiting from time to time, fast forward 16 years, and I just moved back to the area with my amazing wife, Teresa, two great kids, Ryan and James, and our pup, Bagley, uh, as we've been uh, getting used to being on the East Coast, which has definitely been a transition, uh, I've started listening to your show again. Casey, Kathy, you guys, the whole team feel like great friends that I haven't seen in years. That's awesome. The kind where you immediately feel comfortable no matter how long it has been since you've seen each other. Uh, candidly, he said, it's amazing AF uh, and a statement to what an amazing group of people you all are. Uh, he said, uh, thanks for doing what you do and making your listeners and fans feel like a part of your fa- family and always bringing laughs and smiles in the morning. Congrats on your well-deserved Hall of Fame induction. Gadzooks, that is from Adam uh, Pogach, P-O-G-A-C-H, Pogach or Pogach, uh, who now lives in Ambler. So he came nice. back from uh, from L.A. I love to hear that. Welcome That's back. cool. Yeah. So we picked right back up like old friends. Yeah. It's like old times. I love it when that happens. So, um, All right. So we have not heard from uh, Greg Barrett yet. Nope. Uh, so I don't know if he's going to be on or not. I have no clue. Um, trying, you know, just trying okay. to figure out. We got things we to do if, if, yeah. if Greg doesn't join us. We do. You know what? I'll uh, I'll bring up this interesting article that you sent to me, Steve. Um, and it starts off in the article talking about this guy, Chris Hansen. Um, he apparently had this really 
uh, rare occurrence to him. So and it's he, something I'd never heard of. Here's what happened. So he, he put on his shirt. This is, this is the occasion when it started to happen. He put on his shirt. He's told his wife, Bobby Joe that he wished they had spent more time on the balcony. And that puzzled her because he had just been on the balcony. And they had eaten several meals there. And he told her, I don't want to scare you, but I don't remember any of that. Huh. Um, so it scared her. She was afraid he was having a stroke. She rushed him to the hospital. Uh, and she said every 15 seconds or so, he'd ask me the same questions. Where am I? Where's my phone? Where's my wallet? He remembered who he was. He remembered Bobby Joe and their kids. But the last six months were a blank, and he wasn't making any new memories either because he kept asking the same questions right. over and over. Not making any new memories. Uh, and he teared up when Bobby Joe reminded him that he had bought tickets to an Ultimate Fighting Championship event when they returned home to Colorado Springs, and he didn't remember that. Uh, and it's a sign that something was really wrong. So eight hours later, a doctor asked whether Hanson knew why he was in the hospital, and for the first time he said yes. A few minutes later... The doctor asked again. Hanson not only remembered why he was there, he remembered that the doctor had asked him before. His earlier memories came back just as sudden as they had vanished. But Hanson uh, still doesn't remember what happened during those eight hours. So he had what's a, a classic case of what is called transient global amnesia, or TGA, which is an enigmatic form of memory loss that doctors still can't explain 65 years after it was first described. Huh. Uh, it was unusual enough, uh, about 5 to 10 of every 100,000 people are diagnosed with it each year, uh, that Hansen's doctor uh, brought some younger colleagues uh, to crowd around his bed and ask him questions and do a little research on it. Poke him with sticks, stuff like that. <laughs> so TGA uh, does not seem to be a harbinger of worse things to come either, and only 5 to 15% of patients will ever have a second episode. Have, you, have you ever had something in the ballpark of this? Besides, besides like a deja vu or you walked into a room and you forgot why you were there, have that you ever had something? I remember a couple of years ago sitting in the parking lot when I was going to, I just left working out. Mm-hmm. And I was in the car and I, I remember I had the moment where I was like, what am I doing? Yeah. What, what, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I think I might have, because again, it was uh, in the winter and I, the heat was running, and I had the jacket on, and I just, and I, I said, did I nod off? But it was, yeah. if I did, when I woke up, I was still having trouble fixing my place in time and right. location, and it was unnerving. Yeah, I remember I was in the car with uh, my girlfriend at the time, and she is not from around here. She's from uh, right. she, uh, North Jersey, and we were driving, and so we were in a neighborhood that she, she knows. She, this is where she grew up, and yeah. we were at a light, and she's like... Where are we? Like, she completely forgot everything. Like, she didn't, She and it made her nervous. She's like, I, I honestly, I don't know where we are. Do you know what it reminds me of, Case? Yeah. In, the, in the happening. Yeah. When, uh, when they, the people just like stop and like, yeah. Yeah, like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. I had a brain injury this year, and that caused some things like this. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but that was a traumatic event that led to these types of interactions. So I think what this guy is going through in this article, Preston, is more of just like a weird brain anomaly, right? Yes. Okay. Did you lose yeah, time? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, my God, like, yeah. I lost huge chunks of time. So there was there was no injury or anything like that. It just came out of nowhere, and they don't know why. But there are potential triggers uh, that are stress and mm. strong emotions can cause this to happen. Um, this is a recent study from a German academic medical center found an increase in transient amnesia cases in the early days of the pandemic. Uh, so that stress yeah, I could may see have that. nudged people to have this thing trigger. 
And I used to put on my uh, my cap with a hammer. And that, <laughs> oh, every yeah. morning. Yeah. yeah. I'd hammer my hat on, and then I found myself disoriented. Listen to this. There are some other strange assortments of possible triggers. So, sudden immersion in cold or hot water. Hmm. Okay. Stren- strenuous activity. Sexual intercourse. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, to test that part out. Some yeah. medical. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> some medical procedures and mild head trauma. Um, can cause this mild head trauma. Right. Uh, Not like hammering that, a cap on your head. Uh, that movie with Julianne Moore where she had a early onset dementia or yes. early, early onset uh, Alzheimer's. And she's running. And she was, you know, running her regular jogging route. And she had gotten to an area where she completely was lost. She's like, I, you know, I don't know where I am right wow. now. Wow. Yeah. Um, so this but is. A- but I'm Julianne Moore. I know that. Yeah, uh, it's a really strange anomaly. And so the, the hallmark of this, uh, of TGA, is repeated questions, which are like, what am I doing here? Where was I going? Uh, it's a, And it says it sounds like dementia, but dementia patients have a broader problem. Uh, their thinking develops gradually. This is like, all of a sudden, wait a minute. What? How did we get here? Where Where are we? Where's, where's you know, where are certain things? What's that your name? I, Who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Does he, is he rich? <laughs> does he, like me? Does he or Preston, like yeah. do you know where you're going to? Okay. Do, you like the th- do you like the things that life is showing you? Uh, do you so, know? So apparently uh, people with TGA know their names. They know their addresses. They can still com- uh, competently perform skills such as driving a car, hitting a golf ball, cooking and doing math problems. They just can't remember what happened a few yeah, minutes ago. that's kind of what I had in a briefer, and it didn't last for more than just a couple of minutes. Dude. My, but it's weird. My little memory lapses are so bad that I can go, I can say, you know, I need to go upstairs to get something. And I'll tell myself, <laughs> right. now don't forget what you're going upstairs for. Right. Uh-huh. And by the time I get upstairs, I forgot what the, ah, it happened to me the other day. Well, it's like it happened a, to me this week. Little mini memento moments. Oh, should, do what he did. Write what's happening on your arm. I was so proud of myself. I went to the supermarket yesterday. A, I uh, remembered to put the tailgate down on my car when right. I just, before I drove away. So that was good. Good. It's a plus in my <laughs> column. But I was so proud of myself because I had initially gone there for three items. But I told my wife that I was going. So then she piled onto those items with her own list. And I was so proud when I left because I remembered my three items. And I've, so many times I've gone to the supermarket to get, like, two yeah. things. And right. I walk out with one. Physically with, mm-hmm. the, with a pen, write it on your arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we got we have callers on the line who have actually had moments like this. But our guest is ready to go. Hey! What? Yeah. Yeah. He's up and, uh, and ready to go. So he's going to be at uh, Helium Comedy Club tonight. And tomorrow's only one show tonight, by the way. Two shows uh, tomorrow night. Uh, and we love having him on. He's been on many, many times. Uh, Greg Barrett is yeah! with us. This morning. Hey, Greg, how you doing, man? Uh, dudes, it's so good to be here. Well, I, I, I'm having a little trouble remembering why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll walk you through it. Don't worry, man. Have you ever had something similar to that? You know, it, it's a weird thing. I was relaying that uh, you know, it, it's actually fairly benign, but you, you just arbitrarily lose a chunk of memory. Yeah. You've had that? Oh, he's frozen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we, sorry, I missed that. Say that again. I said, have you ever had a similar situation where you've lost a chunk of memory where you don't, and not the I walked into this room and I can't remember what I'm coming in here for, where like uh, you know you you suddenly realize you know you don't know where you are or you don't know uh, you know uh, what time it is, those sort of things. I did have a brief encounter with that once. Have you had a similar? 
I'm pretty lucky. I, I, I really, I haven't had anything quite that severe. Yeah. I, uh, I have, um, I've had instances on stage where I forget where or what I've said. Oh, dude. And yeah. don't know where I am. Don't know where I am in my act and have to, and then try and literally will ask the audience, did I already tell you this? Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, you know, you Greg, know, I've had those moments. Greg, that's what, that's what blows our minds when we see people. And we've talked about this many times because we've tried to do like 10, 15, 20 second promos for a local TV station that wants to <laughs> advertise. And and the, the script that we're reading is no more than three sentences long, and we don't know what we're doing, and we're forgetting. And then when you people, see people like Patrick Stewart used to do the one-man show of A Christmas Carol and basically recite the book on stage, <laughs> I'm like, how does that happen uh, to have that ability? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know how people do stuff like that. That stuff is crazy. Yeah, and so you've you've been you've been on stage for you know many years, and and uh, when when it happens, yeah. what is there a little panic moment, or how do you handle that? Complete panic moment, and then I uh, and then I usually go to the audience and ask them if I've said something already, <laughs> and then uh, I just dig in my bag and then try and find a bit to do. Yeah, yeah, you know. You know just try and figure it out. It's wild because Richard Lewis, if you've, if, you know, as I've seen him perform his act a number of times, but Richard Lewis apparently has, and has said this, he has a horrible memory, and he will go and he lays out like three legal pads with notes that he just keeps looking at to keep on track. So I, I guess whatever gets you through, but yeah, that's got, that is an unnerving, you get that sort of the cult, the, the sweat you start to develop because you're like, what am I going to do? Yeah, especially when you're doing it night after night after night, and, and the nights sort of begin the same. It's not like my act is is isn't fresh, but yeah. you know, you usually have an hour that you're working on that you go and you do, and then sometimes you're like, "Wait, am I thinking of two sets ago? I can't remember where I am." Right. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, so you have you have your constant right, which is your act, right, and and it's something that you rehearse and do over and over and over again but the variable is the audience and you know how they react and also how they interact even when they're not supposed to interact and i'm sure that uh, you have to take that all of that stuff into consideration and and how even how you guys are able to deal with people <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 no it's um uh, it's a trip for sure. It's a trip for sure. Well, l- let me ask you because we actually we had a uh, a guy who is uh, um, running a, a matchmaking service with his mother has been for a number of years. Preston had a story about uh, I think uh, was it last Sunday was the number one dating Sunday is what it's called. Dating so, Sunday. so yeah, for social media dating, it's the busiest day of the year. And you are obviously attached to all of this with the the work you've done in the past and and uh, life yeah. sort of life coaching. Uh, as people uh, in what is a definitely a unique scenario with all of the uh, the you know, lockdowns or shutdowns or people even while they were sort of isolating, losing social skills, what do you see is is the biggest issue that's facing people trying to get into a substantive relationship right now? It's really hard for people to keep anything going. Yeah, it's really hard for people to get um, a momentum in a relationship. And the pandemic has given people lots of excuses not to get together yeah. or to break up, you know. And that you, you make a good point. The art of keeping something going or, or massaging a relationship along 
You know, yeah. yes, that's a very good point because that's some, that's a skill that needs to be learned. Once you've made broken the ice and you you started into dating someone you like, what do you do to keep that going? So, what would you give as a piece of advice? You know, for someone who is not that on their game with that. The main thing, the key to all of it is being together in person if it's possible. Yeah. That's really the only way to get to know somebody or to know somebody who's a value for you and is somebody that you like. You know, I mean, you know, Zoom is a fine substitute from time to time. But really, if you're not spending time in person with your person, you're not really having a relationship. Agreed. Yeah. Hey, I wanted to ask you, Greg, with with uh, he's just not that into you. When you first started to use that refrain, uh, what year yeah. was that? When, when did that come out? 2004. 2004. How has that approach changed now that uh, social media, online dating, and all those things are, are are as prevalent as they are and as used as they are? Can you still, is it harder to see those telltale signs <laughs> right. that he's just not that into you or she's just not that into you? No, I think it's easier. Really? I think, yes, because I think the way people text and the way they communicate um, through their social media and through... Uh, dating apps is the same thing. You still have the same patterns of disinterest and uh, uh, letting you do all the work and like there's just in making excuses. It's all the same stuff. Dating never changes. I'm wondering if it's, if it's more like people being interested in you looks like them being interested in you. Right. Right. And in a way though, I see your point though, Preston to the question and, and, and Greg's response makes sense, but because in a way, um, you're sort of editing and cutting to the chase a little bit more with texting. And, yeah. and if it's not going to work on that level, it probably won't work on a more substantial level. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's hard to tell what people really are on texting. And I think, but I do think the, the thing that happens quite a bit is texting relationships gradually move into sexual relationships uh, quicker and then they tend to flame out. Okay. Uh, and 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 I think it's it's not great to have a sexual relationship with somebody before you've actually met them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Let me ask you what's so so with texting. What what and you're you're trying to um, again curate and, and get a relationship going and you're communicating a lot that way what what right. what is the main thing you need to do to um to lock it in to keep working at it what, and what's the big mistake that people make that causes it all to collapse well like i just said you know letting it get sexual too quickly i think also um I think you want to get on the phone. I think you want to try and get, I think you want to get a person off. I don't, I think a steady diet of texting is unhealthy. Yeah. I think you want to get someone to either be in person, which is the primary goal or to at least get on the phone with you. You know, it's funny is, is because we talk about the things that people have lost the basic skills of, of, um, you know, it's just, just reading facial, you know, with masks on and everything and, and reading facial responses and, mm-hmm. and those subtle yeah. social cues um, and it is possible. I mean, I thank God I've been, you know, coming up on 25 years married and, and it's, it's wonderful. But the, the, um, you know, I don't know how it would fare now because I, I rely on those little, we all sort of rely on those little cues that we send each other that are obscured now by a, a bad Zoom connection or a mask. And, um, you know, that, that to me is an extra battle. 
that a lot of people have to deal with now. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm dealing with it. I was dealing with it last night at the club. You know, there's a mask mandate. And, and unless you're having a beverage or whatever, you have to have your mask on. And quite a few people last night had masks on in the club. And so when you're doing jokes, there's stuff that you know is outright funny and you can hear people laugh from beneath their mask. But there's some stuff where it's just meant to get elicit a smile mm-hmm. uh, to get recognition or to get a nod or something like that. And when you don't have that, you're so like, Man, did that? Did I? Am I just blowing passes? Like, yeah. What's happening? You you yeah. you spent a career reading audiences, and that's part of it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. They should have a little table, a little sign on the table with a stick on it that says "smiling," and you hold it up <laughs> when you in, indeed have that. Just to, for the talent needs to know. Yeah, yeah, I enjoy this. Thank you. Yes, I enjoy this. Yes, uh-huh. yes, that would be. That nice. was amusing, says the sign. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, how are things going on on your website? Because I know you do some uh, some uh, some coaching and and help out with relationships and meditation and stuff like that. You still reaching out to people and doing that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that quite a bit. Um, uh, the dating coaching has become quite a thing, and uh, uh, and and I like it. You know, it's it's it was a good thing during the pandemic when I wasn't going on the road. Yeah, yeah. As, as a way to, to sort of, to sort of bridge things uh, on on the meditation. I've actually found because I I am awake for a long time. I wake I and mean, we all wake up very early. You know, I'm up at three thirty and I I go actually am asleep at about ten thirty eleven. So and I'm I can't take naps. However, a meditation has proven to be restorative for me. Are you like a, yeah. a transcendental meditation guy? What 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 do you do? Uh, I do a combination of transcendental meditation and then I also like guided med- meditations off of the apps. I like to I like to have somebody walk me through some sort of a meditation. Okay, and you find for the most part they're pretty they're pretty decent. The ones that are available. Yes, yeah. I use um, uh, I use Calm and Insight Timer has a lot of different uh, gurus on there, and uh, and Headspace is pretty good. Right. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I did the Headspace. You, you've done that. Yep. Did, yep. did you like the way it worked? Uh, yes, except the the Australian accent would throw me off a little bit because the guy would always say, have a seat in the chair. And I'm like, he said, said chair. I think he meant chair. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, there are some good ones out there. Well, listen, Greg, you're in town. You got to, you got the one gig tonight, 7.30. Uh, tomorrow's two shows, 7.30 and uh, 10 p.m. And all this snow stuff will be gone. I don't think it's going to cause any issues with people getting out. Nope. You should have a, you should have a good showing while you're here in Philly. Great, man. I love being here. It's good to be with you guys. Excellent. Well, enjoy, my friend. Have a great time at uh, at Helium tonight. We'll uh, we'll check in, hopefully in person sometime down the road, all right? Yes. I'd love to see you guys again. Excellent. Thanks, man. Uh, Greg Barrett, guys. Yeah! Heliumcomedy.com to get tickets to go and see the show, and it will be a good night to get out and get about, by the way. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. We do have another guest on the way. Daryl McDaniels will be joining us, and more. Stay put. Uh, today is Friday, so no sad, bro. None of that. We're not no. having it. Not having it. Uh-oh. Nope. We, we didn't do Froggy Friday. Oh, oh, are you kidding me? We'll do it after Man. traffic. How about Why, that? Yeah. Can yeah. we do it before traffic since I forgot that I'm doing traffic oh, today? Uh, oh, yeah, that's yeah, okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll, I'll kill some time All for right. you here. So, uh, <laughs> my one job. Kathy's been out. 
And then Marissa was filling in. Marissa's out today. So Nick handles our traffic duties. What's up, Nick? Yeah, so uh, you know we were expecting some pretty bad problems this morning. It hasn't been awful, but there are a few uh, incidences on the road right now. So in uh, in Lansdale, this has been a problem all morning long. Uh, there is an accident. This is um, before the Lansdale exit. It's on the left lane. That lane is blocked. Uh, and so that's at mile, po- mile post 30, and it's slowing everything down northbound on the northeast extension. In Palmyra, New Jersey, there's a bridge opening right now, and so that's closing. Uh, that's on the Tacona Palmyra, so that's been closed, and uh, it has just reopened. And then in East Whiteland Township, there's an accident. The two left lanes are blocked. This is uh, jammed from uh, Route 30 all the way to 202, uh, and so things are definitely slow through that uh, particular area as well. This traffic report is brought to you by... Acme. Let Acme be your one-stop shop for everything this winter. Stock up on soups, hot beverages, and your favorite meals. And don't forget the firewood. Acme. Fresh local food and flavors. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. command also of that particular punk phrasing, you know, and yeah. singing that way to do it the right way. God, she can scream. Yeah. She's got a great scream voice. I love it. So, Froggy on uh, the President Steve Show, our, our Friday uh, tradition. Uh, oh, yes. And Jackson's Local Shots artist this month. Yeah. So, Jackson plays them every Wednesday uh, yeah. this month. You'll be able to hear music from Froggy, and it'll only take you about a minute and a half. <laughs> that's a great thing. That the, This song, that's a, that's one of their shorter songs, the Preston and Steve Show song. Not like a pizza Ball is probably a little bit longer, right? I yes. I love yes. that song. Pizza the, Ball? Yeah, the great. story that she tells in the middle of Pizza Ball, <laughs> apparently uh, because it's a uh, um, chowder, like yeah. a New England chowder, it's a true story yeah. about her like throwing up, and uh, I just think it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, I know the name of their album means uh, corn chowder in Spanish. Ah, That's what that is. Okay. So, yeah. But anyhow, uh, the uh, Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month is sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. I need to do a shout out, a pers- right. personal shout out, shout out. Um, my the best, most sincere of all shout outs. My best buddy Steve uh, flew in from St. Louis yesterday with his lovely wife Julia, and it is her birthday oh. weekend. It is a birthday shout out. You want a big one? Ha- yeah. Can we do yeah. a big, uh, big yeah. shout out? Uh, when you get that ready, let me know. I'm ready. And I'm going to say happy 30th birthday to Julia. She's not really yeah. ready. <laughs> There it is. That's how we wish people birthdays. <laughs> I have another birthday shout oh, out. Wait, um, real and, quick, I yeah. just, I, about Steve Lisick. I think in another life, I could have been his best friend. Uh, you I, think, really? I love Steve's best friend or Preston's best friend? <laughs> Steve's best friend. I have a okay. story yeah. I'll tell you about him in just <laughs> a right. moment. Sorry, but, Casey. Uh, no, no, that's all right. Do, do, do you have more to that's that? It. No, or, no, go ahead. Okay. Uh, no, there's another listener. Her name is Madeline, and today is her 60th birthday. She's not expecting a shout out, but I just saw it on Instagram. So, okay. happy birthday, Madeline. There we go. So last night when we picked them up from the airport and uh, I brought a, a case of Yingling nice. uh, uh, along, Steve 
is the world's biggest yingling fan. Oh, cool. I'll give you to this extent. Okay, so I, I go, uh, his his daughter, uh, Naomi, recently uh, became engaged. And I go, well, tell me the story about, you know, Noom's getting engaged. And he goes, oh, yeah, it was great. We were at, uh, or, or he tells me that story. But but he goes, but I've known that they were going to get engaged for two years. And he was asked to keep it a secret. So he tells me that story. And he said, yeah, we were at, uh, we were at Table Rock Lake. And he goes, uh, uh, and so in Missouri... You can't buy Yingling beer. It's not sold there. So he goes, we're at Table Rock Lake. And just offhandedly, he goes, yeah, me and Chandler were driving down to Arkansas to get some Yingling. <laughs> <laughs> and I let that part of the story go. He drives hours and hours and hours wow. to go. He'll do like a five-hour road trip to go and pick up like eight or nine cases of Yingling and bring them back home. Can you take him to the factory while he's here? When we uh, not the... this not this weekend. Okay. We, we were planning on doing that a while back, and it fell through unfortunately. But go out to Pottsville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to take him there. But he when we were in Chicago, he he and his wife drove to Chicago for a Hall of Fame yeah. ceremony. They drove to Indiana while they were there <laughs> yeah, to get Yingling. to go get Yingling because apparently great. you can't get it in Illinois either. Wow! But they drove they drove to Indiana. Do you can they do they ship? No, I don't think so because okay. he would have done that. Yeah, I guess, or maybe he doesn't want to pay. He'd rather drive, but he will drive for hours and hours and hours just to get cases of Yingling. It is his absolute favorite. So we gave him. Uh, yesterday, we were exchanging uh, late Christmas gifts, and we got this uh, <laughs> Yingling bucket that's got like five beers in it. You thought I gave him a car. <laughs> you know, it was great. What's the furthest you've traveled for in your life for a food or a beverage? We've talked about this before. Um, I can't remember. I uh, drove to Vermont, but I didn't go there specifically for beer. But the Alchemist has this heady topper. I and, and I wasn't even. It ready. had to be specific for that. Yeah, that, 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 that wasn't a byproduct of it. Was your your a road goal trip. was yeah. to get that food? But a a I know what you're saying food. though. Yeah. yeah, a lot of times people from this area because at that time it was the number one beer in the country, and that's what people would do. Go, so yeah. you, could, you could only get it up there. Well, I know that people will like. There's places in there's like a, a, a brewery in New York that releases. You know. Uh, very specific beers mm-hmm. at, on a date, and people line up what at up? 5 o'clock in the morning and get ready to go get it, and they've driven from out of state. It's crazy. You know, so people will definitely go to great lengths to get that thing. I know, yeah, I mean, well, uh, Harold and Kumar, White Castle, it's a road trip, Actually, right? mine was a was a White Castle. It was out of state because when I was in New York, there was always, you could always go to, there were a fair amount of them, and then the original one, which I believe is in Brooklyn, um, you know, uh, it's the one I think featured in uh, Saturday Night Fever. That's I think that's the original White Castle. I'm not sure. I'm probably wrong, mm. but um, yeah, we were out of state and we were in another state that had them. And you know, we were kind of talking about them, and then we went. It seemed like about an hour, you know, to go to White Castle. But. Yeah, uh, I, I know I've done it before. I just can't think of of anything in particular. We're like, dude, we, we got to go get this and go get it now. That's why we. That's why you have so many stories in the bizarre file of people freaking out and going into fast food places with samurai swords and stuff like that because once you get it in your mind that you want yeah. this food, that mm-hmm. that is yeah. your overriding directive. Yep, absolutely. There's a great movie. It's a, it's a road trip. You don't you don't find out it's a road trip for a drink until the end. So spoiler alert. But right. Fandango. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. When they take this incredibly uh, complex journey, right. and and it's to uh, get a bottle of champagne. It's uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, hang on a second. I want to go to uh, to Jim. Hi, Jim. Good morning. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. What's up, Jim? Hey. So uh, with, with your, fr- I'm I used to be in the military, and I'm from the area, so we would drive. I would drive from Oklahoma back home and then load the car up with Yingling 
to drive it back down south because you couldn't get it there. So just but, just for that purpose, you would drive to get the, make a beer run? Well, well, I'd see my family. Too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, really throw nice. the family in on the but beer, a beer run. run. Really is what it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, but nice. so, something he can do is he can put a case of beer in his check bag and bring it back with him. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that when I first started out, but you can then, check a case of beer. Yeah, I checked the. I, when I lived in Alaska, I checked a case of beer, uh, a case of Yingling hands in my check bag, and took it home with me up. To okay, but Alaska. it needs to, it needs to be in a bag. Because I'm wondering, about you luggage. could literally take a case. Right? Could you put it in luggage? But no, I'm saying not even put yeah. it in luggage. If you could just take a case and slap your name on it, and uh, well. Okay, that's a good question because we had a thing where we had people mailing us things. Yeah, right. And on certain things, all you needed Thanks, to Jim. do was put a label on it. Yeah. Could you put a label on a case, a, a, a boxed, yeah, yeah, like, they, like a they suitcase the suit, of the suitcase yeah. beer, and uh, then mail that to and someone? Then, I don't know if you can mail it, but according to the TSA, as long as they are in the original packaging, beer is not a problem. Ah, how about that? Now you've got to trust somebody to handle that. Yeah. As it goes and through the, the system, it's going to Wait a while break. before you open it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, my God. On the luggage um, cart. <laughs> I'll, what, you had a story, Preston. I think it's being made into a movie about the, the guys who, who did a beer run into Vietnam. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They they wanted to get uh, some beer uh, to some guys in Vietnam, and, and they... they I've forgotten the story, but they're, they're making a movie about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. Um, speaking of all this food and drink... Oh. Yeah. It's time for the Friday of the connoisseur. We just already started talking about it. What do you have for us, connoisseur? Well, and by the way, that frog... your chef's hat on, by the way. Oh, thank you. Uh, that, that froggy song starts with, I want to be the connoisseur. Yeah. That's the first line <laughs> in it, so we can dive right into this. Uh, a new TikTok trend sees people making sheet pan pancakes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Casey, you're in on this. So well, you, you, okay. talked, you, you talked, will definitely do this. You talked a little while ago about a uh, they're going to start these sort of pop-up restaurants that are going to make yeah. these TikTok trend food items. Yes. Yeah. Um, I am actually, uh, I'm for the last few days, I'm obsessed with making a German pancake. The show I was talking to you guys about earlier, uh, the mayor of Kingstown, uh, yeah. Jeremy Renner's character makes a German pancake. And that is, I told you guys when I was in Shelburne, Vermont, I had the best pancake of my life. And I have come to discover that that's what it must have been. What did you make for us here in the studio? That was a that was just a rice cooker pancake. A rice cooker pancake. Uh, but this German pancake is cooked in a. Uh, and we have a listener, Kyle Seep, who, who he's the one who does the Caseyisms. Right. He also sells cast iron skillets, like old right. like, antique cast iron skillets. So yep. what you're supposed to do is you you make this this pancake, lemon zest, and all that stuff, and then you put it in a cast iron skillet. And then you throw that in the oven, huh. and then it just makes the most delectable, like a, a pancake, Steve. And I know you don't normally use syrup, but this, you don't even need syrup. Yeah, right, that's, so that's the usual jam. What, what is, is the batter standard pancake batter, or is it something special? It looks like it's a little bit more involved, like a little more special. It is not, no, it's not pancake. It's homemade from scratch, like used flour. It's very dominant, and it shouts a lot. Yes, it does. Yes. All right, so to make these, to make the, the sheet pan pancake, uh, you make a bunch of pancake batter uh, by following the directions on the box. Next, what is this sheet? You you pour the <laughs> mixture out into a large aluminum foil lined sheet pan, huh. and your preferred toppings. So, what many people will do is they'll do toppings in different sections. And that way, you can cut it up and have you know like uh, chocolate chips here and strawberries there, and blueberries like, there, and so on. Like a pancake charcuterie board, <laughs> kind of like that. And then you bake it at four twenty five Fahrenheit uh, for approximately fifteen minutes, or until it rises and turns golden. And the result <sighs> is then cut into squares to eat. 
I may try this this weekend. All right, yeah. I'm looking at one we that uh, Connor pulled up on the screen here. That looks freaking awesome, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. That looks really good. Bananas and uh, you chocolate know, chips. It's and... funny, Preston. I would eat it as a dessert. I tell you, uh, the the thing I always and I think as the connoisseur, I tell you this and I wrestle with this. It's my inner struggle. The notion of eating pancakes for breakfast to me is too much like eating dessert for breakfast. However, this is dessert. If yeah, you had... but when you when you eat the pancakes without the syrup on yeah. them, they're a little less de- desserty. I think you can handle that. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I guess. I, for a while, Steve, I was making would make pancakes, and so when I, I like to have coffee in the afternoon, right? And I like to have something to eat with it, but I don't like something overly sweet to have with my coffee. I do like, like something a scone. that well, yeah, those yeah. are super sweet yeah. and they're great and they're perfect for coffee. But I was looking for something else, something a little less uh, calorically, and so I, I made pancakes. Huh. And I would make smaller, you know, pancakes, yeah. about the size of your fist or whatever, and um, not that thick as your yeah. fist, but you know what I mean. <laughs> but just as painful. <laughs> Pancake grenade. And, uh, and I would eat those uh, without any syrup. These and are my fist pancakes. They, they were perfect. So, all right, hang on. It's Kyle. Kyle! Kyle's Kyle. line. Hey, Kyle. Hey, Ma, turn the TV down. <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> How you doing, man? Hey, what's going on? I heard Casey uh, fired the bat signal off about the old cast iron. That's right, and and he was mainly talking about the German pancake. Yeah, so that's um, that's called Funnekiefle, the 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 proper term for that. Mm-hmm. Um, and my German grandmother, great grandmother, they all used to make it. And I believe the ingredient that makes it different is a little bit more egg and baking powder, and it makes it almost like spongy. Am I right, Casey? Yeah, we're yeah. we're looking at a picture of one, and it has kind of a um, looks like I'm, a souffle. I'm going to say a, a souffle. Giant yeah. Souffle, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can also Google um, a recipe for a Dutch baby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, what you're looking at here, Steve, this picture, this is a this is an abomination. This is not what it is supposed really? to be. Really? Okay. Because okay. this, this actually kind of looks good. Yeah. It's no, I'm looking at. The ones that I, the one that I ate in Shelburne, Vermont, and the one that I saw on the TV show last week, um, it is it is a perfectly round pancake with a, a you know a decent amount of thickness to it. Google right. Google horny stepdaughter. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, Kyle. Real quick, what is the uh, what is your thought on cleaning cast iron? It's it's totally cool to wash, right? But never in the dishwasher. Never, never in the dishwasher. You don't use soap. Use hot water, a little bit of coarse sea salt, and some stainless steel wool. You know, do it like our ancestors did. Mm. And you know, if anybody has any information or any questions about cast iron, I welcome you guys to check out the Instagram page. What is it? Um, What's that? What's your, what, what's your Instagram page? Oh, it's at castiron underscore Kyle. Okay. Right. Well, actually, we had we had uh, Alton Brown on from uh, the Food Network, and, and he had said, talking about uh, cleaning cast iron skillet, he said, you can use soap, but what you don't want to use is something abrasive with the soap uh, because it, it could rub out all that season uh, goodness. You never want to rub it out. Yeah. Um, I just feel like whatever ingredients are in soap are used to break down grease. So, mm-hmm. I mean, on a on a yes or no level, I would definitely go no. Okay. Um, you By know, the way, I still for... want one of those pans, dude. We we were me communicating, too. and then I got lazy and lost touch with you. So just make me one, and I'll pay you for it, okay? Yeah, I'll make you one, Press, and I'll cast one in my house. <laughs> no, Press, he, he has me one. No, he, he deals with uh, um, antiques. Okay. Hey, how much does one cost, by the way? Uh, they can go up to, you know, four figures if you get the right one. I've never really dealt with I don't want one of those. Around around 200 bucks. Uh, I don't even want one of those. <laughs> that's a lot of money, man, for a pan. Yeah. But it'll last you forever. 
cast iron skillets are one of those things you can actually hand down in your mm-hmm. family. Oh, I have or kill I have someone from with. 1916. The one, the oldest one I have from my great great grandmother was from 1916. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. You could have awesome. buried her in it. Yeah. I could have. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Some of those. I do a lot of recipe videos too that you guys probably like too. A lot of stuff that you guys talk about. So okay. check it out and enjoy it. Cast iron underscore Kyle on Instagram. And any questions, send them to. Him. All right, Kyle. Thanks, buddy. Good. Have a good Later. weekend. Yep, you too. Some right, of those yeah. things are freaking huge. I we did freaking huge. <laughs> we did finally get one because uh, they're great for uh, if you want to make a, a steak uh, or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't want to grill. Oh my god! You, you sear it on on the stove, and then they throw it in the oven. You can throw the whole pan in the oven, right? Sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. That's that's uh, what they're used for a lot. Quick side story. So my, I went over to my parents' house for uh, a dinner around uh, Christmas Eve or whatever, and um, my mom bought a steak that had just been chopped off the side of a cow. It weighed 500 pounds, and she was like, you can grill it. And I said, yeah, no problem. I, I like grilling. I'll, I'll happily do this. Uh, their their propane tank was on low, and the <laughs> the amount of propane that was leaving the tank to get to the grill, I don't know, there was a kink in the nozzle or whatever. It just was not flowing at all. So I turn it on, and I get a little bit of flame. And every time I go back out there, the amount of flame was decreasing and decreasing. Oh, no. and decreasing. So this, this steak, which is four inches thick, and it's just this unbelievable hunk of meat, is not cooking at all. And, so, so you had a warm steak. Yeah and, yeah, and I'm looking at it, Steve, and I'm just like, do I just uh, throw it into the woods and yeah. walk away from the project at this point? But we took it in, and my mom has a cast iron pan yeah. and put it in. And so, but you have to. What I didn't realize at the time is you have to set it to a pretty high temperature in the oven uh, in order yes. to uh, because especially with a uh, cut of meat that thick. Yeah, four fifty. It was at if, least. Yeah, yeah. I think we did five hundred. But so yeah. uh, a lot of really great steak places surprisingly do not grill their steaks. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, they'll they'll cook them on a. They'll 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 uh, sear them on the uh, on uh, in a pan and then throw it into a, a hot an oven that's made for cooking steaks right. in. You know? Is that so? So uh, Dave McGrogan showed me this this uh, oven or what? I don't know exactly what it was, um, but it is it will cook up steak and cook up meat like to that standard like you're talking about. In super quick time. Do you know yeah. what I'm talking about? I, I'm not familiar with yeah, the yeah. exact one that you're right. talking about, but I believe that that uh, yeah that they have a, a it's piece like of a nu- like that. <laughs> nuclear yeah. freaking oven. Um, okay, so anyhow, this uh, you want to hear about another? I do. Okay, I do. there's another pancake thing. Uh, we're gonna go to Sarah on the phone. Say, Sarah, good morning. Uh, hi guys, it's Ma Sarah. Ma Sarah. <laughs> oh, the boss lady. Oh, hi, Ma Sarah. Sarah. <laughs> Boy, you're you're like an onion, you, Sarah. <laughs> what do you know now? Um. Recommend a pancake to you that I think you would actually eat. Okay. And the company is called Kodiak Cakes. These are made out of uh, Kodiak bears, correct? Exactly. You know, you have to <laughs> no, it's leftover camera parts. <laughs> That's Kodiak. So, so Kodiak. I've never heard of this, Sarah. What, what, what is this? So it's a. It's really like whole grain. Really, I mean, zero to. Zero sugar or maybe one gram of sugar in a serving. And I really, really love it because, Steve, just like you, I, I, the pancakes are just a little bit too sweet for me. But Kodiak cakes, what's amazing about them is you can just, the mix is already there. And it's a lot of protein in the powder itself. The guys were actually on Shark Tank. And um, you can... Up the protein by adding an egg or by adding milk, but you can simply just add water and enjoy the mix itself. The great thing about them is they've expanded from just 
you know, standard uh, pancake mix powder, but now they have the pre-made ones, and you can find them in your grocer's freezer, or they have oatmeal, but the whole concept is this low sugar, high in protein. So for the non for the non syrup pancake eater. Exactly. All right. I'm, I'm going to check into that. Thanks, Sarah. Uh, we've talked to Sarah a couple of times now, and I've never noticed the accent before. I was going to ask her that very thing. You have a slight accent. What is that, Sarah? Um, it's uh, it's a brain injury. <laughs> nope. Seriously. Yeah, it's... Um, uh, yeah, it's is that why you eat mothballs? <laughs> 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 yeah, it's it. It kind of just. Well, actually, the funny thing is that if I listen to music, it comes out more. So I, I actually listen more to your podcast, so I can kind of trick my brain into the slight, uh, as you say, American accent. But um, I like I, it. Wait a minute. It, so it, it occasionally so, sounds like Australian or, or yeah, or British, Australian yeah. or British. And and so uh, w- may I ask, uh, uh, not to delve too much in your personal life, how long ago did this brain injury occur? Um, four years ago. I, uh, four years ago, and um, yeah, I mean it, it's fine. I mean I, I literally told you I was a dog butthole flutist, so I really. <laughs> don't think well, let me ask you: Did this really anything off topic at this point? <laughs> Did the brain injury come after you started eating these Kodiak pancakes? <laughs> yeah, the Kodiak pa- Well, you know what? I, I I was eating the Kodiak pancakes and then decided to ram into a car. Okay. Uh, wow. right. and so, and, but, but this accent thing, it did not happen until after you had this brain injury. Yeah, I mean, that's... that's wow. I can't really remember too much before the accident, but wow. that's, that's kind of what I'm told. But that- it's fine because I, I, I had the journal entries from... Uh, and this is going to sound odd to say, uh, but from the person that I was before, and she was a bitch. Whoa! <laughs> so you you believe that there has been a, a big enough shift in your personality from what you were before to, and this actually I've mentioned many times on the air, my friend growing up who after a, a head injury, it was a, it was a one person, and then this after the injury, the same person, but with different memories and different attitudes. I mean, this is a complete different shift from pancakes. I have to yeah. say, <laughs> but, but it, it it really just I think I think this person that I am now, and it's even it's even weird to this is sound so weird, but it's even weird to say my name Sarah because it doesn't. I, I know to other people who who remember me, my name is Sarah, but. I don't recognize almost that name. It doesn't have the same um, wow. familiarity sure. as, as it would, like, Preston, your name. Like, you know your name is Preston. Yes. But when I hear the name Sarah, it doesn't it, it doesn't click in my brain that mm. it's Sarah, is that is that is that also you kind of mentioned that you the the, the former you was a, a bit of a bitch and are you are you um, are you glad for the transformation? Do do you like what you become? Can you assess what you were to what you are now and make that claim that you're a better person? Yes, and it, and it really. I mean, I have a lot of she. Uh, she I'm going to say she. She wrote a lot like in journals and and things. So I just was reading. I just read through them, and eventually I had to kind of burn them and get rid of them because oh, I wow. felt 
Well, I know that sounds sad. However, I felt like I couldn't progress with who I was becoming Mm, if I was still trying to remember. Like, um, I I know that she really loved, uh, almost to an obsessive nature, the Beatles. Yeah. And when this documentary came out, people who knew me were constantly, oh, have you seen the documentary? Have you seen these things? And I, I didn't know if that was a memory from her about liking the Beatles or it was my own memory. So I really had to kind of get rid of all of that as much as I could. And so so what did you, so now you fully embrace Nickelback. Yeah, <laughs> I like, like Nickelback. <laughs> I like Engelbert Humperdinck. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. Preston, I'm a big fan of internet porn. You know yeah. what I mean? And Saint. <laughs> We're, okay, do you think uh, the previous Sarah was as funny as, as you are? Oh, she was such a stick in the mud, yeah. I tell wow. you. She, like, I think she was very focused. Because I have all this fitness equipment, and I swear to God, I go, I don't know if I want to do this because I like donuts and not doing anything much better than lifting a weight and putting it back down. Wow. You sound like more like an Ann Gorski to me. An Ann Gorski. I feel feel there's a little brain injury Ann Gorski in all of us. (laughs) In all of us. Listen, that's... I'm gl- I'm glad your experience has led you to to a, a better you. It's fascinating to me again because I clearly recollect this friend of mine growing up, yeah. and that shift did take place. Hey, and it, it's sad because I think Steve, um, and and I can almost feel, um, you know, Nick, my heart goes out for you when you when you you know, well, you did something stupid. I. <laughs> I just, I was a happenstance of eating pancakes. Hey, he was just hiking, man. <laughs> Back off. Didn't yeah, you drive yeah. your car into another car? <laughs> yeah. Well, been, uh, question. Listen, uh, go, listen, go ahead. Steve, listen, Nick. I wasn't doing something stupid like trying to better myself. I was texting and watching television. <laughs> That's I what had I to thought. Get someplace. So I'm a go getter, Nick. I'm not, you know, selfish like you. Hey. But- <laughs> But I, it it really, I I think that I, so so Nick, like, I'm I'm kind of almost grateful that all this happened because, A, I got my my assistance animal, Colby, out of it, and, and it, and I was in a Subaru. So if anybody's listening, I could use another. Um, but it, but, it, saved, but it, it literally saved my life. And I think, Steve, going back to your friends, yeah. um, in those times when, when his head injuries happened and the personality started to change, there's nobody that you could talk to about this. You know, those, I mean, even, even my parents have a hard time of... Dealing with your thing? Yeah. No, you're you're exactly right. There was there there was it was almost um, uh, to your point, sir. There was almost sort of a um, in the neighborhood. uh, There was a uh, okay. This is this is new, Greg. And there was no. There didn't seem to be anybody going. Should we look into this? It was like okay. This is the guy he is now. So. Things of like PTSD, which oh god, I can't begin to tell you how many times the overuses mm. of PTSD mm. of people that just have regular anxiety about things drives me crazy. Um, <laughs> I'm Sarah, like, oh god, 
Sarah. You don't have PTSD. <laughs> hey, Sarah, our, 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 we have a guest we have to go to, but one last question. Do you? Do you sorry. Well, no, it's okay. This has been great talking to you. Do, do you speak to a professional, a therapist, or anything about this stuff? Um, I have. It's just it's it's different. I have a neurologist and I have a counselor who who left, and I'm trying to find another one. But again, it, it it's a little kind of tough for me because then I have to meet somebody else. And then I have to kind of re-drag that person okay. up again. But, but um, oh, but Preston, I'm sorry, before uh, uh, before you guys cut me off, I mean, yeah. or leave, I'm sorry, leave. I, I sent you stupid questions that uh, in an email and uh, that I think you would find really interesting that would be very interesting trivia. Okay, okay, all right, thank you. Uh, Sarah, I'm so glad you called. Um, we, we only got one story out of the connoisseur, but we got <laughs> a whole wealth. No, 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 no. Are you kidding me? This is this is fantastic. This is a really interesting story. I had no idea. But we'll we will look into the Kodiak pancake mix. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And and uh, check that out. Okay, I'm so sorry this took a weird time, but thank you. Thank All right, you thank you, much. Sarah. We love you. Have a great weekend, okay? Bye bye. You too. Bye bye. All right, bye bye. Wow. Yeah, I didn't well, would never have known that. Just picking up she had she had that little bit of English accent yeah. every now uh-huh. and then, and it turns out it was from a head injury, a head trauma that she had four years ago, and she is a different person now. There are people... And doesn't remember that other person. ...who have head injuries and will speak an entirely different language sure. that they never learned. Sure. That's why, but listen, how she made the best out of that. That's good. She turned the... Became a better person. ...lemon into the lemonade... Into and, uh, pancakes. And pancakes. Yeah, yeah. Lemons as pancakes. It's amazing. Turning grizzly bears right. into pancakes. Listen, that's all we have time for in the connoisseur. Maybe, uh, we'll, maybe we'll get a couple extra stories after our next guest and... This is, I, I think, one of my most favorite guests we've ever had in the studio. And we've had everybody from John Travolta to Richard Gere to you name it. We've, yes. had, we've had so many people that we've had on this show. What's what going on? I Why said, is that playing? I'm, I'm playing something in the... Um, okay. Yeah. Anyhow, but when, when we had him by the, in, in our studio, I was... It was such a great conversation. He's such yeah. a positive guy, and he really sees, and like Sarah does, you yeah. know, the, the opportunities uh, uh, that can that can be placed in front of you. They may you may not see at first, uh, but he's got a kids book as well. I love this. A new children's book that is called Daryl's Dream. You know him from Run DMC. Please welcome Daryl McDaniel yeah. to our show this morning. Daryl, man, good morning. Hey, what's up, Preston? What's up? Steve, it's good to be back in a place to be. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, listen, I you know, I want to lead by um, telling you again, as I said in, in this setup, by, by uh, how much I got out of the time that you came by here for a visit and uh, not expecting oh, everything that we heard from you and, and about uh, positive outlook and making the best of things. Uh, and, and is that... Part of the reason why you, you you decided to maybe reach out to, to kids and, and, and put this book together that you have called Daryl's Dream? No, no, no. It, it really wasn't part of the plan. That's a great question. I mean, um, you know, even when I came to the visit, you know, people with me for the last 40 years, everything that I've presented, you know, creatively, musically, and artistically, just happened to have the ability to, um, you know, inspire and motivate people and make them even see the best qualities and the greatness in themselves. So that being said, um, all of y'all know me from when I got out of high school, made it to St. John's University, hooked up with Running Jay, and then walked this way with Aerosmith and my Adidas to tell the world how tricky it is. Right. But if you remember, 
When I, yeah, you know, if you remember when I first came out, my first rhyme or my first single, even before hip-hop albums ever existed, was I'm DMC in the place to be. I'll go to St. John's University. This kindergarten. I acquired the knowledge. After 12th grade, I went straight to college. So for the last 40 years, everybody has known Daryl McDaniels, DMC, from Run DMC, King of Rock, Walk This Way, even most recently, up until now, with the things I spoke to you all about when I first visited you. You know, uh, my, my mental health issues, uh, my, my first book, my other book, uh, Ten Ways Not to Commit Suicide. Yeah. So what had happened was this, guys. Um, 95% of what I do when I'm not on stage and when I'm not at a comic con, I go to schools and speak. And I, you know, I just go into the schools and I tell the kids my story. As is like the same way I speak to y'all is the same way I speak to kids. So that started with high schools. I went to the high school. Yo, what's up, y'all? My name is John McDaniels, your mother, father. Look, I've been around so long. Your grandmothers and grandfathers know who I am. And I love the story. So those teachers was like, oh, my God, Daryl, that was wonderful. Like, I was speaking to schools and the attitudes of the kids about school work, togetherness, honesty, um, you know, integrity would change. So then the high school teachers and educators told me, you need to go to the middle schools. So same thing. I went to the middle schools, same way. Same way I speak to y'all, spoke to them. So those educators and teachers was like, Daryl, you got to take this to the elementary school. So... Uh, for the last 10 years, I found myself speaking at kindergarten and sixth grade elementary schools. Wow. And they would say, oh, the attitudes of the kids would change and this and that. You know, because the kids, they have a different perspective on what hip-hop is. They think hip-hop is negativity, disrespect, gangster, cuss words, getting high, shooting, like all this other stuff. And I go in there and I tell them the story about, you know, how DMC, a mild man, a Catholic school kid that got teased, pulley. He's bullied and picked on because he wore glasses and got straight A's and loved comic books. Not only became um, a um, rapper, but I became the king of all rappers. So those teachers basically said this, Daryl, you need to do a kid's book so you can reach more kids with this message. So because of the educators who appreciated my little assistance, along with them and the parents, because the parents and the teachers, they tell the kids this every day. But I walk in there, and even if the kids don't know it's the king of rock who walks his way in his Adidas, mm -hmm. they heard my music in video games. <laughs> they heard my music in animated features and cartoons. So when they find out that, oh, my God, this is the it's tricky TikTok man, mm -hmm. over, guys. I got him. No, that's, that's cool. <laughs> and the, the, yeah, no, and, and kids, listen. The, I was there's you know some stats have been coming out over the past couple of weeks of of like you know horrifying suicide rates in elementary school yeah. age kids and and uh, there's been you know in a, in a time that's difficult to begin with to have all the stuff that's been foisted yeah. upon them over the past couple of years uh, reaching out this book couldn't come at a better time. Yes, no, all all the teachers and parents are saying that, and it's funny. I go in there and speak, just like this when I came and spoke to y'all. So when it's time for Q&A, I'm talking about this is kindergarten and sixth grade kids. The one, the one thing that they say is very important that you said that is feelings and emotions is dealing with the mental. After I speak, you would think they would say, do you know Taylor Swift or do you know Justin Bieber? You know, whatever, whatever. <laughs> do you know Cardi B? They say, no. DMC, how did you feel? When you got teased, bullied, and picked off, how did you feel when your mother and father told you you couldn't go to the movies? 
How did you feel when you found out she was adopted? How do you feel about being a foster kid? So what I'm realizing is um, through my music, through my art, through my creativity, I can come and communicate with the kids on a highly mature language, but I'm talking to them in the, from their situation, their classrooms, their homes, their backyards, which for us adults, um, President Steve, is no different from when we leave the house and go to work or when we go into our social setting. Isn't it so it's very important that you said that. Isn't that amazing that you have kids, elementary school kids, coming up to you with questions that are that Life-oriented, you know, and it's funny, Daryl, because and we, we did talk to you about your, you know, your your comic book and superhero, um, you know, uh, fascination yep. growing up. And, and you talked about being picked on. Yep. And for so many kids and for so many people, those superheroes, all a lot of them have troubled pasts and issues that they had to overcome. Yeah. You know what's crazy? It's crazy that you said that the reason why, one of the reasons why I started my comic book company was um, Rick Morales, um, one of my chief editors, he looked at me and said, Yo, D, man, you're really a superhero. And I was like, what are you talking about? He looked at me and said, Yo, most superheroes are adopted. Or most superheroes have, have a situation where they lost their parents. Then he said, most superheroes are awkward. Most superheroes got anxiety. You know, Tony Stark was an alcoholic. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So all of the, when I was growing up, I related to these superheroes not knowing I had everything in common with them. And I think that's what's important about my book. When I go tell my stories and I say I got teased, bullied, and picked on, the kids look at me and they're marveled because they look at me now because I go to the gym, you know, I'm walking in the classroom looking like Thor, but then I let them know. No, I said, no, when I was younger, I was just like you. These kids need the opportunity to have presentations conversations and dialogue from where they're at now so they understand it's okay to, you know, it's okay to have problems and it's okay to have help and everybody goes through it. Most of these kids are like us adults. When something happened to us, like when I found out that I was adopted in the fourth kid, oh, I went to go, oh, I'm the only one on the face of the earth. But then I found out there's a million other people just like me. So that's one of the that's one of the reasons why my, my music on Preston and Steve was able to affect y'all so much. When y'all saw Run DMC Master J, y'all really didn't see celebrities. Y'all just saw we were great, yo, these guys rock. But most people was like, man. There's something about that guy, Jay, I can relate to. He's like my cousin or my uncle. Man, there's something I like about that quiet guy, DMC, who turns into a banshee when that microphone comes on. So if I can represent to these kids the same way I represented to you, President Steve, I think we can make this world a better place, especially coming out of the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? There's three things going on that's affecting all of us. And I'm like, yo, I got to go to the kids because they got the potential and... Another thing, the younger generation got the ideas and solutions that can solve all the bull crap that we are going through. No, you know, this is, again, these, these sort of points always resonate. We talk about stuff like this a lot. And I, I remember telling you, Preston, about uh, there was a, a, a special on Charles Manson. I'm mm-hmm. not saying, you know, they found footage of him as a kid. And they found footage, you know, pictures of, of this little kid. And you're looking at, here is... All the potential in the world, and then his, his mother was, you know, a, a junkie, and all of the stuff. All these things went on, and yeah. and and so there, that road that's going to lead 
him to to horror and lead his victims to horror is is a path that need yeah. not have been taken had someone yeah. interceded, right? We can we cannot. Uh, one of the things that um, in all my music, um, even the, the books I wrote as an adult, talking to other grown-ups going through mental health issues, anxiety. I'm a meth addict. I'm an alcoholic. I'm a food addict. I'm a gambling addict. What I'm trying to do now is start at the beginning to let every individual, every life know your situation doesn't define who you are. I think this world, the government, you know, even sometimes in the medical field and the therapist area, you got to push the damn Sigmund Freud book to the side, push the Bible to the side, and talk to the person. Who are you? What you've been through? Where you want? What you want to go through? My book does two things for these kids that will hopefully solve a multitude of mental health issues that attack us when we get older. Two things. You are okay just the way you are, and whatever it is that you want to do and be, it's okay to do that. You don't have to be a great rapper, and you don't have to be an athlete. If you're a dude and you want to put on a tutu and you want to go do ballet on the stage at Carnegie Hall, go be the most gangster ballet dancer in the history of ballet dancing. <laughs> So we got to have a confidence about the things that we like to do. And, and you know what got me through? It was all mental imagination. You know, um, um, Albert Einstein, the smartest man in the history of the universe, he said imagination is more important than knowledge. He didn't say knowledge wasn't necessary. He said imagination is more important than knowledge. So here's my secret how I conquered the world and how I was able to get back to finding out Daryl's okay as Daryl. My whole career, President Steve, I was just pretending to be like the mighty Thor. Right, right. We, we, we talked about this. We... Yes. Yeah, son I... of Bifrit, son of Odin. Son of Odin. <laughs> son of Odin, Thor is. He got a father named Odin. He's from Asgard. He got a brother named Loki. He got a hammer. I saw that and said, in this world, in my universe, I can, I'm Daryl. I got a brother, I'm a brother named Alfred. My father's named Bifrit, and I got a mic. So 35 years ago, I became son of Byford, brother of Al. Mm. He manners my mother and runs my pal. It's mm. McDaniels, not McDonald's. These rhymes are Daryl's. Those burgers are Ronald. I was so confident I kissed Ronald McDonald. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I man. absolutely love it, man. Daryl, you, you, you spoke about going to schools and, and speaking. Um, how, how does somebody set that up with you? How, how could somebody make that happen, an, an educator that might be listening right now? Okay, contact E-R-I-K-B-L-A-M, Eric Blam at AOL.com. E-R-I-K-B-L-A-M, Eric Blam at AOL.com, and I will come and speak to the kids. In the meantime, everybody everybody can get the book wherever books are sold or go to Amazon.com. Slash young DMC, you call me, I will be in the place to be because you need me. Man, the book is called Daryl's Dream. You are an amazing person, Daryl. I could listen to you for for hours, and and I can't wait till someday when you make your way back through Philadelphia, and, and we can have another heart to heart here in the studio because you're an amazing person. Well, I'm gonna come. I'm I'm definitely gonna come in person. Um, I'm gonna be coming to Philly in the next couple of weeks. I'm gonna be visit, visiting the Rec Center there. Nice. It's an amazing place in Philly for artists and creators and educators. So when I make that trip up there, I'll give you a heads up, and I'm coming.
coming in to see you face to face because I miss you guys. We miss you, man. <laughs> All right, Daryl, good luck with everything. The book is Daryl's Dream. Amazon is where you can get it. Have a great weekend, man. Thanks so much. Thank you. Keep rocking, guys. Keep All right, rocking. you got it. Daryl DMC McDaniels. I'm telling you, good guy, man. He's something else. He is. He is. I, I just, I, I can just sit back. I was in that whole conversation. I'm just smiling, listening to him. But yeah, and that kind of outlook is just fantastic. When he was in the last time we talked about, I mean, his alcohol consumption was, oh. it, it would, it would kill a horse. Yeah. And, and the fact that he came back from that, and but I love that connection to the superhero stuff, the fascination. With the misanthropes, with it, with the you know the mutants, if you will, from the the, the yeah. uh, X Men, and then how it all fed into who he is. Very. I cool. didn't think about as you know as as Thor, the microphone was yeah. his hammer. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know that's that's excellent. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, we ought to take a break and come back in a second because we got some bizarre file stories that we're going to get through to you. But let's give you something. All right. Monday Night Raw coming up on Monday at the Wells Fargo Center, and I got some tickets to give away. We will give away. Uh, two different four-packs. We'll take callers 10 and 11 at 215-263-WMMR, and you will be good to go. Uh, tickets are on sale now at Wells Fargo Center, Philly.com. Uh, the Beast Brock Lesnar is going to be uh-huh. so We'll get you on board. 10 and 11. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. WMMR.com. The one thing that rocks. Events, photo galleries, car gear in the rock shop. WMMR.com. All right, thank you very much, Nick. By the way, uh, speaking of the traffic, um, I got a text and somebody says, I appreciate the show today, fellas. By the way, uh, counted over 20 cars on my way to work that couldn't bother to remove the snow off the top of their vehicles. Oh, man, that sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. illegal, too, I think. It can Is it be. not? Yeah, yeah. Or at least for trucks. Especially if it's gotten, had time to solidify yeah, on there. Yeah. It becomes a solid sheet and can come flying off and... Land in front of or landed, you know, on your car. So uh, I didn't remove all of it off to my roof this morning either. But son of a bitch, there's anybody in law enforcement that's listening. (laughs) If you could come remove Casey from the studio. All right, um, we have the bizarre file, and we're going to do that right now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. All right, I've got some great stories uh, to share with you. We'll begin uh, with this one. Unfortunately, they're they're littered with tragedy for the most part, but uh, we'll start with this. A Paraguayan soldier has died after he was attacked by a deer. A deer? In the gardens of the country's presidential palace. Oh, dear. Uh, Sergeant, oh, dear. Uh, Sergeant Sergeant Victor Isasi, uh, 42 years old, died as a result of piercing injuries caused by its antlers. It had to be the antlers. Uh, oh, he got hit by the antlers. Yeah, antlers. The That's not, him dying. The nine. <laughs> what? What caused this? Antlers. The non-native deer was a gift to the presidential residence near the Capitol, <laughs> and infantry spokesman said it was unusually kept in a, or it was usually kept in an, a separate area. How did with, you get so injured? <laughs> Rantlers. With other wild animals, which were not meant to come into contact with people, uh, video footage captured the moment the soldier approached the deer before being attacked. Uh, he was later pronounced dead in a military hospital. On the security camera, you can see the sergeant enter the sector where the animal is kept, makes a movement, lifts his hand that provokes the deer's reaction. Uh, Mr. Asazi had been on routine patrol when the attack happened in the early hours of Tuesday. The animal was what's called an Axis deer from India. Uh, it's one of many animals that are kept in the uh, 24-acre gardens of the president's official residence. So I was, there's a Daisy Park over in, uh, you know, uh, Wissahickon. 
and I was walking, hiking with uh, uh, my with Chelsea, my dog. We come up upon a couple of doe and a and a uh, a buck and like an eight point buck. I was I they were blending into the the autumn scenery, so I couldn't quite tell. And then I noticed and tried to keep Chelsea from noticing. But that thing was effing huge. Sure. And those antlers mm-hmm. are the antlers. huge. The antlers yeah. yeah. could really ruin your day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, spe- speaking of ruining your day, this is, this is a terrible story, but it's one worth uh, reporting anyway. Uh, like many Americans his age, 23-year-old Chandler Halderson spent the past year or so living at home with his parents. His father, Bart Halderson, and his mother, Krista, believed that he was working remotely for a Wisconsin insurance company while finishing up his community college coursework from his room. Uh, His life appeared poised to head in a more promising direction, especially after he had announced in June of 2021 that he had been hired by Elon Musk's SpaceX and would be moving to Florida later that month. Uh, his girlfriend planned to go with him. He told her that he'd already rented an apartment and bought a car. Sounds oh, like, how nice. Sounds great, right? Yeah. The problem, authorities say, is that none of that was true. And according um, to prosecutors, Halderson was hanging out in his room playing video games all day, waking up early for meetings that didn't exist so that his accountant father, who was also working remotely at home, would not suspect his ruse. Then, when Bart discovered the truth about his son's fake life, Prosecutors say Halderson shot him to death. The son shot his father to oh my death. God. Wow. Killed his mother when she arrived home a few hours later. He then dismembered their bodies and scattered their remains around southern Wisconsin and reported them missing almost a week later. Dear God. I would, yes. I'd take away his gaming console. Yeah. Well, he... Th- no, this... The son killed the parents. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, you mean yeah. you would now? I would. Yes. As law enforcement. So Halderson is now on trial for his parents' murders, as well as charges of mutilating corpse, hiding a corpse, and providing false information about a missing Jeez. person. Well, this kid was clearly a lit fuse to begin with. Halderson uh, pleaded not guilty to all charges. The defense says that he didn't do it and described him in their opening statement as a normal kid who enjoyed video games, playing with his dogs, and spending time with his girlfriend. The public defender uh, seemed to confirm that Halderson had lied about his jobs and schooling, but suggested that the deception was not a motive for murder. Uh-huh. Uh, but, however, uh, the prosecution has evidence. Uh, Halderson had shot his father with a rifle, killed his mother a short while later. When she returned home, dismembered their bodies, tried to burn them in the home fireplace, and then scattered their remains on public land, farms along rivers and ditches, and in trash cans. Some of the evidence are the remains of a human skull in the Halderson's fireplace, uh, the owners of Halderson's girlfriend's family farm said that he had come by acting strangely after July 1st. He asked if he could swim in the pool, but they soon spotted him out in their field with the hatch of his car open. And that's where police later discovered Bart's torso, <laughs> along with saw blades, scissors, tree lopers, and a tarp covered with Bart's and Krista's blood. What a descent into madness. Cops found the murder weapon, an SKS rifle that was given to Halderson by one of his online friends in the barn of the property as well. So I think they got a pretty open yeah, and shut case on this sounds guy. pretty good. But how messed up that he's lying about having a job somewhere else right, and they find lying. out about it, and that's when he does it. Your mom. Chopping your mom up your dad. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's, uh, it's beyond crazy. All right, something a little lighter. How about this? Officers with the U.S. Customs and Border Protection made an unusual discoverer in Progreso, Texas late last week, and that was... Four spider monkeys concealed in a duffel bag. Spider so they, monkeys? They were smuggling spider monkeys. They're adorable. Officers and agricultural specialists at the Progresso International Bridge uncovered Gina, the... Pro- I'm going to come at you like a spider monkey. Uncovered the primates after inspecting a 20-year-old woman who was crossing the border. She was driving a Jeep Patriot and identified as a, U- a U.S. citizen. 
Uh, spider monkeys are considered what they what they call New World monkeys. New World monkeys. Yes, as they are one of five primate families found across Mexico. Uh, Central America. the New World monkeys. Uh, Central America uh, and South America. A howler monkey is also a New World monkey. And oh. so I didn't know Mexico had yeah. indigenous monkeys. Southern Mexico does, yeah. And, and okay. Like if you're in the Central New America. New World monkeys. Yeah, yeah, they sure are. Not an Old World monkey. Meet the New World monkeys, same as the Old World monkey. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, there are uh, within the spider monkey. You see, they have broad noses with a wide septum separating outwardly, direct nostrils. Whereas Old World monkeys have narrow noses with a thin septum and downward facing nostrils, as do apes and humans. I showed Preston a video of an orangutan driving a golf cart yesterday. Oh, my God. It is so great. Oh, my God. Oh, that's awesome. It is excellent. Like Clyde? He's listening to Fleetwood Mac. (laughs) He's listening to the dreams. It's awesome. I just wanted to sit and watch it for like a half hour. Steve, he's got one hand, his right hand on the steering wheel. His left hand is kind of hanging on the roof of the... uh, Oh, we're watching right now. And he looks so Uh casual and and just he's listening to music. It's the best, man. And he's riding around the tiger enclosure. Yeah, yes. yeah. He's, he's checking out the other animals. <laughs> Do you think the tigers are jealous? Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding me? Where's our golf cart? That yes. son of a bitch. Look at him all going around like he owns a place. I tell you what, the second that thing breaks down, I'm going to chew his ass out. <laughs> all right. Anyhow, uh, the woman who had the spider monkeys was issued a penalty. And, uh, yes, you can't smuggle spider monkeys. But <laughs> not, now my world has changed forever. I, I want that orangutan. I do, too, I know, man. man. It's the greatest. I want to. I, I need to stop. Did you, after when, the Clint Eastwood movies, didn't you, didn't you want to get? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 After seeing Clyde? Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, we're going to take a break, and we're going to go watch an orangutan drive <laughs> a golf cart. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment. We'll have the lesson question all set to go when we return. Stay with us. Did you know you can listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. Acme Markets is making your grocery shopping and saving easier than ever. Download the Acme app today to see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks. Use it to view the weekly ad, clip digital coupons, redeem rewards, and to shop any way you want. In-store, delivery, or drive up and go. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver it right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, The band is War on Drugs. 93.3 93.3 WMMR. It is everything that rocks. And that song has a uh, cool little vibe to it. It's called I Don't Live Here Anymore. It's beautiful. And Steve and I were talking about that song. We played it, I think it was last week, or maybe it was right before the break. But it, I, I, bizarrely, I get, I get this kind of 80s Absolutely. production vibe from it. And the production reminds me a little bit. I was trying to put my finger out. You know, when you hear a new song a lot yeah. of times, you say, oh, that sounds a little bit like this. It's kind of a common thing to do. It reminds me of this 80s band called Ice House. Yes, Ice oh. House. Uh, just not like that song sounds exactly like them, but just in the in the production value, the the, the synths that are used and hey, stuff, absolutely. you know? Yeah. It's the kind of song you'd love to see an orangutan drive a golf cart to. <laughs> you know, I think that would fit right in there with it. <laughs> I love that video. What song does Ice House do? I'm looking here. They had a song called Crazy. Crazy. And then they had... Um, 
Yeah, that's it. Then okay. there was there was another song that they had a semi hit with. Crazy was there. The Electric Blue. Electric Blue. That was it. Yep. Electric uh, yep. Blue. Yeah. Uh, but uh, War on Drugs are coming uh, to Philly. They'll be at um, the Met on the 27th and 28th of this month. Excellent. All right, we're going to go with a lesson question today, and we're going to try to give away four-pack tickets, Fandango tickets, by the way, to see uh, Universal's action spy thriller, which is called the 355. And the question that we'll go with, uh, listen, I, I, I completely telegraphed this at the beginning of the show, so <laughs> I'm going right. to ask this one. In order, which potential guests are on our bucket list for people we'd love to have on the show? <laughs> In order, huh? In order. Okay. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. In order, which potential guests is from 645 this morning, which potential guests are on our bucket list for people we have on, uh, would love to have on the show? 215-263-WMMR. And while you make that phone call, we'll do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see what we're getting today. Stories from Steve Morrison. What you got, Steve? Well, the saga continues. <clears throat> Friends are saying Chloe Kardashian doesn't care that Tristan Thompson took responsibility for fathering a child with another woman. Chloe's reportedly put her foot down, and workers have converted that footprint into a koi pond. <laughs> 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 Nicholas Cage and Rico Shibata announcing they are expecting a second child. Cage says they decided to go with the second child because they already had a first child. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. And finally, Jeremiah Duggar proposed to longtime girlfriend Hannah Wisman earlier this week. Because this is a Duggar affair, the couple is already already hard at work picking out the right prison. So there you go. <laughs> That's your Hollywood chance. Alrighty, we'll see if we can get an answer to this. In order, which potential guests are on our bucket list for people we'd love to have on the show? Uh, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. We're going to go to uh, Michael. Hey, Michael. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air, buddy. Oh, wow. That's, that's my first time on the air. Oh! Well, don't be nervous. It's all good. Tell me in order which potential guests are on our bucket list for people we'd love to have on Golly, the show. I got, I got to tell you, I forgot one of them, but I know two of them are Butterman and Jeremy Renner. I can't give it to you, man. Oh, man. You, you were listening, clearly. But welcome to the show. Yeah, You've yeah. officially been on. All right, man? Thank you. Thanks, All right. Michael. All right, we'll see you later. He's close. Let me go to Sean. Hey, Sean, good morning. <laughs> Sean, you there, bud? Oh, man. It says, it says Sean. I, I want to see if Is we can get him. Sean? Oh, no, you know what? Maybe I have, I still have this, uh, the wrong line. All right, we'll go, we'll go to Eve. Hi, Eve. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. All right, Eve, who are the people we'd like to have on in order? Uh, Butter People, Kenny Loggins, and Run DMC. No. We had uh, Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC on this morning. You're hitting all around it, guys. Let me go to Richard and see if he knows. Hey, Richard. Hello. All right, Richard, name them. It is the Butter People, Kenny Loggins, and Jeremy Renner. That is correct. Other people first. Hang on a second. We are going to give you a four-pack Fandango tickets to see Universal's Action Spy Thriller, the 355. Five rival agents, one elite team from the studio that brought you Jason Bourne. Universal Pictures presents Jessica Chastain, Penelope Cruz, Bing Bing Van, uh, Diane Kruger, and Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, the 355 rated PG-13, and it is in theaters today, by the way. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! What? 
All right, we're going to start with a story from Mayor James Keenan. When it comes to selecting opening acts for Tool and A Perfect Circle, uh, lead singer Mayor James Keenan is looking for a few specific things, diversity being the first. And he turned to social media on Wednesday to explain that that was one of the reasons that he opted for the band Blonde Redhead to uh. open the first leg of Tool's upcoming tour. You know them? No, I just I think it's a funny band name. Blonde Redhead. Uh, he shares some of Blonde Redhead's music in a post, writing, The approach or criteria I usually take when it's my turn to choose an opener is diversity. No point in choosing something similar to us. Most are here, uh, most are only here for the headliner anyway. But those with open hearts and minds, I choose something I feel is compelling uh, in its own way. Blonde Redhead is my pick for this upcoming run. Incredible melodies, complex and subtle rhythms, and non-traditional arrangements. But there's a life laughter to But he goes on to say, but nothing like Tool. And not meant to be, obviously. He said, if it's not your thing, don't worry. What you came to hear will soon follow. But if any of what you hear resonates, Blonde Redhead will have a deep catalog for you to get lost in uh, for years to come. Thank you in advance for welcoming Blonde Redhead into your ear holes. Looking forward to playing all, for all of you very soon. You know, it's um, funny because, uh, you know, um, history is replete with stories like uh, when the, uh, who was it, was it Mickey Dolenz selected Jimi Hendrix mm-hmm. to open for the Monkees? Yeah. You know, I mean, so there, there, there are, I like to check out the opening band. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm not summarily dismissive of the opening band. Yeah, I think when it comes to music, you're probably better off going textually similar to what the sonically you, you would th- you would think because that's you know people are yeah. going to do you know i remember seeing like hosier in concert and they had james bay and it's you know it's almost like the same exact act but i enjoyed that and i was going for one type yeah so that to me makes sense but i know a lot of times comedians do not like to have the same no you wouldn't comedian want to do yeah, yeah they're doing their you know one of the most vicious uh treatments of an opening band i ever saw was uh i went to see van halen I think it was the Diver Down Tour, so it would have been the early 80s. And uh, they had a band open open for them uh, called the Velcros. The Velcros? I think it was, you know what? That sounds it was, familiar. Maybe it was 1984. Uh, maybe it was that tour. But anyhow, uh, they, and the reason I rem- the only reason I remember the name of that band is because they were just, I mean, booed right off the stage. Like screaming, yelling loud, booing the entire time. That they were playing without a break. I mean, it was just constant. I felt so bad that for those sucks. guys. Uh, and, yeah, I don't think they ever amounted to anything. Easy Come, Easy Go? Was that their? Yeah. I have no idea. But I remember the name of the band because of how badly they were treated Jesus. on stage. And it was, you know. It was, you can't have it. It was meathead attitude. It right. Was, it was the 80s. It was Van Halen. It was all that. You know, so. but That's not the song. Easy Come, Easy go, because that's very no. That's an old. That's an older song, anyway. But uh, no, I I forgot who did that song. But uh, no, these guys were just ripped apart. So it was bad. Yeah. Uh, Moving on. Uh, Recently, told you that uh, Fozzie drummer Frank uh, Fonster and the band had parted ways, and now Fonster is opening up about the reason for the split on an Instagram post. He said, uh, "The reason I need to step away is." I no longer want to spend time away from home. And if I'm honest, traveling was always my least favorite aspect of being in a band. Having a wife and a son, especially a son who just turned seven and is growing and changing day by day, touring was getting increasingly hard. It was affecting my mood, and I was having a negative impact on people around me, so I need a change. 
I uh, said I have lots of plans for the future, which uh, include creating art and making drumming videos. In a lot of ways, I feel though my life is just beginning. So good, right. on, good on him. He, he got out and he's going to focus on what's important to him. Dead and Company have canceled their destination festival, playing in uh, the sand, uh, or that's what it's called, playing in the sand, uh, less than 24 hours uh, before it was set to begin due to a rise in COVID-19 cases. Uh, the event, which usually takes place in Mexico's Riviera Cancun, uh, was scheduled for the next two weekends. Uh, the band made an announcement via Instagram saying, uh, with much sadness and after great consideration of every possible scenario, the playing of the sand shows... Uh, on January 7th and 10th and 13th 6th through 16th have now been canceled uh, due to spike in COVID-19 cases. And I think... John Mayer. Uh, John Mayer has yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I thought I saw that the okay. other day. Yeah. All right. That, well, that sucks because people, I mean... That, travel that, Travel. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, there's a lot of... Uh, I mean, and, you know, people probably still end up going and you ha- you'll have a nice vacation... Regardless, you're just not going to have the music aspect of it all. Yeah, big reason why you were going mm-hmm. well, because you wanted to see They the were band. able to contact the Velcros are going to step in. Hey, <laughs> you perform. Uh, let's see here. Sammy Hagar has been named the honorary tourism ambassador to Los Cabos, Mexico. Of course. Uh, Hagar was presented with a distinguished medal of honor during an award ceremony held by the Secure- Secretary of Tourism. Mr. Hagar, this is for you. In uh, Baja, California. Baja. Uh, Maribel's, uh, Maribel Collins is her name, municipal president of Los Cabos, Oscar uh, Legs Castro, uh, senator of the Mexican Republic, Lucia Transvinia, and director of tourism, Donna Jeffries. Uh, and they did this at the Plaza Mejares and San Jose del Cabo. Uh, so he was pretty excited about that. What's his, his booze must be generating tons of cash, right? I, you know what? I'm, yeah, I believe so, and I'm not sure. Sh- I think he still owns it. Cabo Wabo? I thought so, right? Cabo yeah. Tequila? Yeah, I think it's Cabo Wabo. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Gene Simmons has revealed the backstory to Kiss's 1976 classic Shout It Out Loud. Or Shout Out Loud. No, it's Shout It Out Loud, right? Uh. Yeah. Uh, while promoting the 45th anniversary editions of Destroyer, uh, Simmons recalled the band biographer, biographer Ken Sharp how the song took shape. He said, uh, I came in with the title... Uh, because in um, Wicked Lester, which is the band he was in before with, with uh, Paul Stanley, uh, we used to do a Holly song called I Want to Shout. And I came up with Shout It, Shout It, Shout It Out Loud. Uh, and I always thought the idea was bigger than that, uh, than what they were trying to say with it, uh, with the lyric uh, implying we have a secret, but don't tell people we have a relationship. Uh, Simmons went on to say, I always thought just like that commercial on TV that it was just shouted. When you've got something that you want to shout it out to the world and it doesn't matter what it is. Huh? Uh, so producer uh, Bob Ezrin and Paul kept saying, shout what? And I said, who cares? Whether it's national fervor or my team's better, it's a team rally. So Roasted. It's a great song. <laughs> <laughs> It's amazing how this this music was heavy at the time. It was considered <laughs> heavy. It was considered too heavy for certain stations. Gene comes up. things. That's a fun party tune. <laughs> All right. Um, wait. Hang on. Wait. Ah. Oh, so I wanted to get to the part where Paul goes. Yeah. Yeah. 
But don't All worry right. about it. No, stop it. Start it's, the it it's only nine minutes in. Yeah. No, it's, it's okay. It's a short song. It's less than three minutes. I'm moving on to something else. Because uh, right. I mentioned this earlier. It was two years ago today that Rush drummer Neil Peart, one of the most groundbreaking and virtuosic drummers in rock, uh, died at the age of 67 in Santa Monica, where he lived. His cause of death was brain cancer, <laughs> from which he had suffered for the previous uh, three years. It was a blow, man. I remember I was standing in line to to, yeah. to get a coffee, and I forgot. I even forgotten who texted me. I was like, "Wow, are you bummed out about Neil?" And I was like, "I knew exactly what they meant." I'm like, "Oh no!" Had no idea he was sick. Came out of nowhere, right? And, and found that out. So um, I was on the treadmill in my basement when I first heard it. Yeah, it was. News. A, it was such a kick. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, terrible news, but um, you know the music continues on it. And Getty and Alex are are still. Uh, staying in the public eye, they had uh, you know a beer that was uh, yeah. that was released recently. The promos are so funny with those two, and uh, and now they have a Rush Pinball machine through Stern Pinball uh, uh, Corporation. Uh, they're putting that out, so you know these things are still surfacing, and it's really cool. To well, see. the question still remains, you know, sans him, would they do anything? Maybe in a different musical light, you know, that's not Rush. Yeah. Ish. Yeah, I'd like to see them with some other musicians. Maybe not get one other person. Get a few. How about other the people. new Velcros? You could do that yeah, yeah. Uh, and do something completely different from Rush, and obviously not call it Rush. And yeah, I, I think that'd be. I think that'd be totally um, uh, appropriate. I think yeah, it'd be fine. So, uh, but nonetheless, sad news. Two years later, we mark his death. And speaking of celebrity deaths, Nick just pulled this up. We had a, a breaking news. If you were, uh, uh, okay. Casey, of somebody who passed away. Real quick. Break, break, breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Sidney Poitier passed away. Oh my God! Yeah, he was ninety-four years old. Long, I, long. It's a good run, but I love Sidney Poitier. Jesus, yeah. so he's such a talented guy. Yeah. Um, how old? When did he first surface? He he goes all the way back to uh, the movie Blackboard Jungle, and even before you know the Raisin in the Sun to Sir with Love. I guess who's coming to dinner? Yeah. The Defiant Ones. Uh, we had Tony Curtis, one of the first re- really to address you know racism in, 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 a, in an interesting and uh, eye-opening way, and and man, just a, just a, a class act all the way. And yeah. he directed a number of movies, a number of comedies uh, with uh, Bill Cosby and, and a few really? others. Yeah, oh yeah, he was a director as well. In the Heat of the Night, his great performances. Tibbs, who is a Philadelphia police detective in the movie. No kidding. Yeah. That was with Carol O'Connor, right? Yeah, well, that, that would no, that was with Rod Steiger in the movie, and then the TV series the TV had series. Carol O'Connor. Okay, I gotcha. Uh, yeah, so and uh, yeah, he got started. It says here in 1947 as just an extra. He got yeah. he got uh, got started, but uh, in 1964, won uh, Best Actor Oscar, first black man uh, to do that. So. He was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom uh, in 2009, and wow. so yeah, I mean, he just uh, worked uh, until the day he died. Class. The word that comes to mind always with Sidney Poitier is class. Wow. Yeah. A, a legend, uh, 94. All right, so uh, that is uh, all in music news for now. We're going to take a break, come back in a second, wrapping up the program, Leather Day, Word of the Week prize, giving that away. You know what? Let me give uh, something away now uh, because I got some beer. I have uh, cases of uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold. How many you want me to give away, Case? You got three. All right, uh, we'll give away three of them then, and we'll take callers um, 15, 16, and 17, 215, 263, WMMR. We'll set you up, and don't forget, sorry, I have to, oh, did you bang your elbow? Yeah, it's sorry, not dude. a funny bone. Uh, There's nothing funny no. about it. There's nothing no. except for when everybody else says There's nothing funny about it. Uh, don't forget, uh, Michelob Ultra Pure Gold is the first nationally available USDA certified organic beer. 
uh, with only two and a half carbs, 85 calories, and clean, balanced finish. It's a superior choice to complement a balanced, active lifestyle. We'll take a break. Be back in a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on PrestonandSteve.com. Hi, I'm Steven Singer. Yep, that's me, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. This Valentine's Day, avoid that look of disappointment. You know the look, a week after Valentine's Day when she throws the flowers you just bought into the trash. Try this, get her a real long stem rose dipped in 24 karat pure gold. The only rose that's guaranteed to last forever is just $59. Our famous 24 karat gold dip roses arrive in our signature gold gift box. Order now and get free shipping at IHateStevenSinger.com. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We expecting rain tomorrow? Uh, or yeah, Sunday? Uh, no, on Sunday. Okay. Showers. Tomorrow's going to be sunny and cold, the high 32. So today's 34. It might mean a little bit of moisture on the road, but 32 with our high being tomorrow, that's all going to freeze. Right. Uh, but they put brine down and, and salted and stuff, and um, we'll have to see. Uh, how that ends up. But, yes, some rain coming in on Sunday. High of about 42. All right. Uh, Monday, high 35 and partly cloudy skies. And then um, sunshine on Tuesday. And it gets really cold. Our high 23, which means, Dude. you know, overnight temperatures are going to be in the teens. Yeah. Thing. So um, it's going to be a, a bit of a, uh, a wake-up call to winter time, friends. It's definitely going to take place. I want to thank our guest, uh, Greg uh, Brent, was on yeah. uh, the show this morning. Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow. And the great... Daryl McDaniels from Run DMC uh, was on. He was fantastic. He's one of the most positive guys I've ever spoken to, and he's got such a great message. A man. guy who is, uh, again, listen to him. He was on the brink, yeah. and he pulled it back. And I want to thank our surprise guest, listener Sarah. Yeah. Mothball Sarah. Yeah, Sarah. She had a hell of a story. Kodiak Pancake Sarah now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that was amazing. A uh, little conversation. So hopefully you're along for the ride this morning. Pierre Robert has uh, made it in here. He's going to continue driving you around today. What's up, man? I will. I, I'm behind the wheel. Almost. Almost. A frightening thought. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I can drive in the snow. Um, for Run DMC... Were there not three of them, and didn't one pass away? Yes. Yeah, he was murdered. Jam Master J, right? Yep. Okay. He was murdered? Yeah, he was murdered. Uh, people broke into, he was in a recording studio. Yes. And, uh, people came in and, you know, just started raining fire. Didn't they have there? machine like, guns? Didn't yeah, they have a machine gun? Yeah. yeah. Looking cool. purposely for him, or? I don't know if he was uh, the main target. Oh, wow. And then there are there's still another gentleman, uh, too, Reverend right? Ron. Okay. So, um, have, did they continue after that? After uh, Jam Master J? Yeah. Not as Run DMC, no. Okay. Yeah. But I think that... You know them as Coldplay. I, I think <laughs> that Run and... Uh, I think they get together and, and do shows. Yeah. Yes. I, I just don't think they call themselves Run DMC anymore. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure. Mercy. I saw them with Aerosmith, uh, which was cool yeah. because they are, you know, considered the folks that brought Aerosmith's career back with their cover of Walk This Way. And then um, Aerosmith was on fire again mm-hmm. and had them come out on tour. And uh, they, uh, the uh, Run DMC did Walk This Way on their own. But then at the end of the Aerosmith set, they came back on and did it with Aerosmith. <laughs> wow. And it was really, really cool. That was that, great. Yeah. I love that version. Yeah. yeah. Me too. And the video it's was considered, great. It's considered one of, the, one of the historic moments in rock music that, that kind of... 
uh, broke down some walls uh, between, you know, hip-hop, rap music at that time that was uh, becoming popular and bridging the gap between rock. And in the video, they literally <laughs> broke down walls. Yeah, they literally yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. So important and so true because uh, it, all music is interrelated and <clears throat> rock music owes everything to black music. And, uh, yeah, it's, that's a, a great video. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, he was, I, I'd not heard him the first time he was on. Oh. But, uh, God, that was really cool. Yeah. And he, he said he'll be in sometime in a, in a few weeks. Maybe we'll have him back in. We'll have Excellent. a longer conversation. Excellent. This is cool. Are uh, you ready for the letter? I am. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. S as in snow. A-O. <laughs> Makes sense. And caller number eight. You get a chance to win our uh, Word of the Week prize, so get on the phone right now, 215-263-WMMR, and let's see if you've collected those letters and can uh, give us the proper word. We'll see if we can set you up with that prize. Looks well, kind of breezy out. We're looking out the window right now, and you can see snow. Number one, the trees are kind of moving around, and snow keeps uh, coming off of the roof, and it looks like we're getting, you know, another little mini blizzard. But you just came in, uh, Pierre. It looks, yeah, pretty Pretty damn frigid out there. It's uh, it's a little nippy, but it's got a, there's a crispness, mm. a cleanness uh, to okay. it. So it's actually very refreshing. It's not uh, it's not painfully cold. You don't want to lay out for a while. Um, but um, uh, the the blowing snow is just a little wind t- taking the snow that's already fallen off of the trees. Yes. Um, so it's not actually snowing again. Sometimes with our windows, it's hard to tell. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to tell a lot with our windows. Yeah. It's hard to tell what planet we're on with. Yeah, if it's <laughs> daytime, sometimes uh, it's hard to tell. Because here on Zenith. Uh, I'm waiting one time where we raise the shades and I see the ring of Saturn around the building. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So anyway. All right, uh, so before we find out what you've got going on, sir, let's get a winner. Uh, I'm going to go to Eric. Hi, Eric. Eric! Good, good morning, Eric. Hey, how, how's it going? Great. What is the word of the week? Mask. Masks. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. only said mask. I heard meth. I was like, meth. I heard, I heard masks, plural. Okay, All right, no, I Eric, believe you. We got tickets for you. Six pack of them in the pit at the MM Barbecue Saturday, May 21st, my man. Oh, that's great. Thank you. All right, bud. Hang on the line. We'll get your info. Don't forget to BB&T Pavilion opening day for the summer. Concert season with Disturbed, Pretty Reckless, Royal Blood, Living Color, Low Cut Connie, Crobot, Lilazar, and Jackson's Local Shots artist, Huxley. Uh, tickets start at $25 while they last and on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. And if you go to WMMR.com, not only you get the complete details about the MMRBQ, but you get to look back at every MMRBQ ever, backstage interviews, and band photos Bam. as well. So uh, go and check that out when you get a chance. Uh, what's happening on the Friday edition of the Pierre Robert Experience? Ah, I like that. Yeah. Um, I will have lawn tickets for the MMRBQ. Uh, I will also have more tickets for the Eagles. I'll also have them all next week. Uh, they go on sale a week from today for their return in that Hotel California tour, which you broke the news of yesterday, which sounded just tremendous. I, you, I assume you've seen the Eagles, right? Many, many, yeah. many times. Um, back in California... Uh, when Hotel California first came out, in fact, uh, was my first time seeing them. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I've been around for a while. <laughs> I rode my horse over to the stadium. No, you were, you were just like seven at that time. I was, uh, yeah, thank you, Steve. <laughs> God bless you. You're so, you're so much quicker than most normal human beings. And That's okay. Did something just Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just my, I, 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 my uh, Viagra container. Just oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's going to be a weekend. <laughs> it's going to be a Anyway, so, and they're, they're also going to play with an orchestra, which I didn't realize. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Um, that, uh, uh, that was in the ad that, uh, we, that you guys played a little bit ago. You know, the, so. um, when The Who did the ballpark a few years ago, they had the, uh, an orchestra behind them. And I really, I've seen the Who, the Who several times. I love that version of the show. Yeah. It just adds a different sound to it. Uh, obviously, a, you know, a fuller. Yeah, you can hear it. Yeah. Wait, wait for it. Wait, that, that doesn't sound right. So we'll have those, yep. and we'll also have... <laughs> That's going to happen. <laughs> a workforce block of uh, David Bowie. Tomorrow would be his birthday. Monday is his day of passing. Uh, we might do... I don't know if we're going to do another block on Monday, too. I don't know. But we're doing a block uh, today, anyway. Uh, Dropkick Murphys and, uh, in honor of Neil, a block of Rush. All right. I thought you might do that. Yes. All right. Thank you, Pierre. I will be listening. I want to thank our sponsors, President Steve Show is brought to you today by Duncan, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also uh, by Acme. <clears throat> Download the Acme app and you can see your all-new deals, rewards, and perks today. Visit acmemarkets.com for details. Tomorrow, or I'm sorry, next week on the show, uh, Todd Glass. Todd Glass. Yes. Making one of his annual visits on the program. Uh, Mark Summers. It's all our friends. Oh, my God. Todd Glass and Mark it's Summers. It's homecoming week. Uh, Whitney Cummings, another great comedian. Yeah. And uh, we have a de- gentleman by the name of Nims Perja. Nims is a Nepalese mountaineer, and he is the subject of this uh, movie or this documentary called 14 Peaks, where he goes to climb the 14 peaks. The 14 highest peaks in the world in seven months. It's insane. Wow. It's unbelievable. Like, like uh, the amount of time, the yeah. lack of time uh, that he does it in is is astounding. So uh, we'll have those and many other interesting guests and conversations next week. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. And we'll see you later, gang. Bye-bye. Three three WMMR. Bing there. Do do be do. Who dat?